shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant EM show I guess uh, no no <laughs> it's not gonna be a monthly show I promise oh my god so it is uh, Sunday evening okay um, July 24th 2022 episode 600 or 700 um, I'll tell you the exact number now. 737 of the rant is officially live on the air across the airwaves of Rant Entertainment Media, RantEMRadio.com. Tune in radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, whatever platforms we're on. I don't, I don't know anymore at this point. However, we are live. That's all I can say. For the first time in about 30 days, we're live, or 34 days, we're live. Uh, more on that in just a second. But most importantly, we are here today because today, it was on this day, around this time, on Wednesday night, July 24th, 2007, that I sat down in front of a wand microphone. And for those of you that don't know what a wand mic is, it is a long microphone on a stick that comes with a computer sometimes you know in those times they came with a computer and I in turn did what was the first episode of this program so today 
We are celebrating 15 years of the rant. And if it was appropriate to come back tonight uh, after a, another hiatus, and like I said, I'll speak on that in just a minute. Um, it was appropriate to come back tonight for that reason. Um, like I said, 15 years have passed, 736 episodes later, probably 2,000 other shows, you know, or no, I probably 1,500 other shows I've done, but, um, you know, this is, this is just, yeah, I can't believe it. 15 years that I've been uh, slaving away over a hot microphone. Um, it's hard to believe, hard to digest, hard to comprehend, and um, I guess we'll bring on the players that uh, that are here with me each and every week, it seems now, each and every month. Uh, first, we uh, let me introduce myself, I'm Double A, being joined, as always, by Tony C. Hey, yo. And we're also being joined by a man who's been anxious and chomping at the bit to get back on the air, to the point that he just wanted to get on Discord to talk. The silver one himself, Surfer. And of course, another 30 days passed and he couldn't figure out how to get the audio quality to work. You can't hear me all that well? Well, you know, not 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 better than what it, than it normally is. Well, I, I had to... Uh delete my Discord and reinstall it because it kept crashing. How many times do you have to do that? Because <laughs> I can't ever think of a time I've ever deleted Discord in the three or four years we've been using it. And uh, Well, you're on a computer and I'm on a... I've never deleted phone. it off my cell phone either. Well, so, I don't know, Surfer. You must be jinxed. Technologically, maybe I'm a slip rock. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, that'll do it. So here we are, episode seven thirty-seven. We begin season sixteen of the rant. Pass nine hundred one zero, right? We are. We have. We have eclipsed nine hundred two one zero. We have eclipsed. Um, a few shows at this point. We've outlived a few shows. <laughs> you know, we've we've been on the air longer than Nitro, longer than Thunder. Uh, probably both iterations of WWE superstars. Longer than Dallas. Uh, longer than Dallas. I don't know. We have <laughs> Dallas probably. Yeah, longer than Dallas. Um, we've been on the air a lot longer than a lot of shows, but. Uh, Wait a minute, let me check ER. ER was 15 seasons? ER, ER was, I could have sworn ER was about 20. Hold on, I'll tell you right now, give me a second, give me a second, hold right there. You know, you might be right, because 20 was the, like, limit. 15 seasons. It's 15, it's 15. Yeah, I thought it was 15. Yeah, 15, 15. Three, 15 and 331 episodes. Oh, well, now you got to go for Gunsmoke. What was that? I said, now you got to go for Gunsmoke. That was on for 20 years. Well, The Simpsons have been on for 35, so. Yeah, right. so we got a long way to go. And The Price is Right is on, it's in its 50th season right now. Well, when Gunsmoke went off the air, it was the longest running 
show ever. Okay. Like, as far as well, prime time at night. Well, Monday Night Raw is the longest running weekly episodic television show in history. Yeah, now, so. You know, and, I'll, and as long as Raw is on the air, I'm never going to beat Raw. Yep. Next year, Raw is celebrating how many years? 30. 30? 30. Oh, God. Well, and we're, we're going to talk about all things world wrestling entertainment in this program today. But, uh, so let's start with, uh, obviously, the... Uh, the elephant in the room and why we haven't been on the air and Matt Squires of course always quick to drop a drop a line he says I came very close to drop you know to having to break my own 30-day rule at this point um, so I would have had to drop my hosting my hosting duties if I didn't uh, come and host the show after 30 days but anyways, like a title defense, <laughs> like a title defense, mandatory hosting responsibilities every thirty every days. Day. Um, I should do that to server. Server, you owe me six years worth of hosting responsibilities at this point. Absolutely. Uh, so let's um, let's start with why we haven't been on the air. So the last time we did the show was on June seventeenth, and. We were not on the air at uh, for a period of like three weeks at that point uh, due to a lot of things that had been going on with me personally in regards to my mom, work, uh, friends, and things like that. And then, you know, when uh, when you think things are start to get a little bit better, that's when you tend to take several steps back. Uh, my mom ended up in the hospital again. Work just has not gotten better. The hours have been awful for me and um as a matter of fact between you and me when we get off the air here here there's a strong possibility i could log on and and work a little bit but anyways so so um i do i do though know my limits at this point i do you know i don't push myself uh too much mom's home that's that's positive she came home last she came home last saturday um so we're, we're we're in we're going in the right direction Okay, so um, so hopefully, hopefully, okay. Well, I'm saying this right now. Are we going to be on the air this Tuesday? No, we're not. And I'm going to tell you why we're not going to be on the air this Tuesday. It doesn't make sense for me to do this show tonight, given everything, all the big stories that are going on in wrestling, to come back on the air Tuesday because nothing is going to change between now. And 48 hours. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Two, I figured our services would be best utilized to come on the air Saturday night after SummerSlam and discuss not only SummerSlam, but every, any other breaking stories that uh, come up during the course of the week. So that's the game plan right now is... And I, I think I got the okay from the guys that we will be on the air Saturday night after SummerSlam uh, with a post show, probably a, uh, an extended post show, and we will talk about everything that's going on because supposedly the rumor and innuendo going on, you know, in the world right now is that the proverbial reset button might be hit on uh, on Sunday on Saturday night. I will wait to see if that's true or not. 
Now, after that, after SummerSlam, will we resume our normal broadcasting schedule? That's the big question that everybody and their mother has been waiting for us to hear. I cannot commit to anything right now. However, I can tell you this. My goal is to at least resume shows once a week here in the next two weeks. Okay? May not be Tuesday, but my goal is to resume broadcasting every week within the next two weeks. So, there. Now that that's out, let's talk about what we've, uh, what we're really here for. And that's to talk wrestling and to talk a whole bunch of other things. But 15 years ago, I started this program not realizing I was going to be here in 2022. Still doing this damn thing. Still slaving over a hot microphone. Talking to people like Surfer and Tony C. And, and, and Lee and Phil and, and Matt Squires and all the, all the people of, uh, of the world uh, on, the, on the social media. All these years. All these years. All these years. Oh my God! And the characters that have walked through these doors uh, just are too numerous to name, but there have been several characters. Don't be the little pumped that have one name. Oh my goodness! And let me tell you something. Lee brought up something a couple days ago that somebody was utilizing the. Um, oh my God! What was it? A set of action figures that are coming out soon that feature Brock Lesnar holding two titles. As right. they're using that as a uh, you know a sign of what's precursor. to come in the a precursor of what's to come. Supposedly, that's an action figure that's going to be coming out soon. Whatever it sounds very similar to the sticker situation to Stickergate from many years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that uh, that scandal. Yes, Stickergate from like two thousand. I don't the remember what don't, years, but the, it was two thousand twelve or something like that, huh? The stickers don't lie. They don't lie. I guess action figures don't either, huh? Yeah. yeah. Action figure gate, goddamn. Oh man. So, uh, I have the A&E biography of the Bellas on right now, by the way. And apparently, Nikki Bella was raped three times in high school. I don't know, I don't know how you get raped three times in high school, but she was, she was raped three times in high school. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, 15 years, I gotta say thank you to everybody for, uh, for supporting the show this long, and you know, people have been very, um, just so extremely supportive um, over the last, um, over these last several years. You know, as as you know, the fire um, is still there. You know, in doing this show, maybe the uh, the 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 tumultuous, you know, crowd. And uh, audience that we that once was there is you know now doing something else probably you know something dirty, but um, hmm. 
but yeah, I mean, we had we had we had some very uh, volatile times here on this show. Many, so many humorous moments that are just we can't begin to list them. But you know, on this call, the one that has been on the air longer than anyone is Surfer. And Surfer's been the brunt of a lot of that uh, uh, humor over these last, uh, well, I don't know, Surfer's been a part of the show for about 13 years. I think Surfer came in at the beginning of uh, 2009. And um, uh, and he's just been, he's been a good sport, and he deserved every bit of it, but he's, he's sometimes, a good sport. Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, sometimes, yes. yes. In that way? Yes. A woman brought it together. A what? A woman. Say a woman brought it together. Oh, 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 oh. Well. Who was the woman? Yeah, she, 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 yeah Miss Dust, she shouldn't take credit for that. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Destiny, man. Well, look. She was, she's a fixture around here. I mean, look, it was Miss Destiny that, that I guess... Uh, linked me to Surfer. Linked me to the not that woman. The, oh, then which other one? Because I don't remember too many women that used to hang around these parts. I'm just saying, the woman now. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, Miss Destiny brought a lot of people together, but of course, we we are talking about uh, Surfer's former co-host that I. Uh, I slapped him in the face on the air one time many oh, years ago and uh, and showed him how it's done and uh, from there came the William Morgans of the world and uh, and, and William is still off doing his thing he's on the air right now by the way he go, I, I like how William said I'll be there but he's on the air so, I don't know how he's going to be there if he's on the air. Doing the second episode of the Sports Report. Oh, no, he's not and on the air. I, I was, His people are on the air, excuse me. The Pinfall Podcast is on the air. That's what's on the air. This is them. Well, I think they've tried hard to dispel that. They have, they have. And, I mean, obviously, you, you know. Oh, yeah, that's seven and all uh, the game. Yeah. Right. Um, Let me close this out here. Sure. Anyways, one's doing it uh, virtually through a... Uh, cell phone anyways um so so you know it was the william morgans of the world uh that uh that you know this program probably made famous i take credit for surfer's notoriety if it wasn't for me surfer wouldn't have a business card Um, what i only give you uh 35 percent you know if it wasn't for me surfer probably would not have have the ability to gain access to press credentials. I was no, yeah. I was doing it before I started talking on this on uh-huh. the show. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. I started my own show uh-huh. way before we. Ah, 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 So you know, that's cool. We've had you know the people that predate Tony C that have uh, sat in the co-host chair um, 
that, you know, before Tony C was problem child. I mean, Tony C is the longest tenured co-host on this show. Uh, Tony C's been the co-host on this program close to 10 years. Yeah, I think 13. Next year will be 10 years. Yeah. So uh, before that, I had a couple of years with Problem Child. Then I had the, uh, you know, what was uh, at one time the most uh, random hodgepodge of personalities in all of podcasting when it was myself, Ed the Drama, and M-Star. That was about two years worth of uh, programming right there. And, uh, of course, my original, original co-host was Lex. And, uh, and, and Lex was, Lex was, you know, Lex has the distinct honor, okay? He has the distinct honor that only, that only Phil and Mega Powers have, okay? Lex is the only other person to have hosted this show without me being on the air. Yeah, I ain't never done that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I think I was able to um do, do the uh what we used to do, what was the thing called? Um what we would do the swap. The, the, ho- the, the swap, but, but yeah, but you did uh the turnbuckle throwbacks with Surfer. <laughs> But I, th- I thought me and Dave did. Me and Dave host the show. I don't think you guys. I don't. I don't remember if you and Dave did. I know that Phil and Dave did this show once. Okay. And um, I don't know. and like I said, Lex hosted this show solo without me. Uh, we used to, the way we used to do the show was the first like five episodes I did by myself, and then. What was that? Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, uh, didn't the Samoa Joe rant start everything, right? It was, that was episode two. The first episode okay. was me talking about uh, them uh, ruining WCW properties, meaning the Great American Bash, the Cruiserweight title, oh. things like that. But the Samoa Joe thing, that was episode two, and that's when I really, that's the rant had its official name at that point, and I really, that's when I got into my my double A form on the second episode. But it was about five episodes in, then I brought Lex over and for about three months we traded we alternated weeks hosting the show. I hosted one week, then he hosted the other week and and the show was pre taped in those times. And then January two thousand eight rolled around and the 2004 Royal Rumble happened and we experimented with broadcasting live during the Royal Rumble and um, and then we said you know what we we decided no not the 2004 um, sorry 2008 the one where John Cena came back and won okay yeah then we um then we said, you know, maybe we should try this out on a, on a permanent basis, and we went live, and we've been live. I think the we've only taped the show since then, since February of 2008. I think we've taped the show five times, and those five times have all been due to technical reasons. 
<coughs> so we've been live every every week just about since then. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this show has the distinct honor of a lot of a lot of a lot of notches that we don't uh, get necessarily get credit for because you know we're not we're not on the uh, on the same level as the Joe Rogans of the world and things like that, but. Uh, in our little world of wrestling podcasts, you know, this show was one of the first ones, and there was a period of time that we were, for a while, for a stretch, that we were a top ten show on uh, on Blog Talk Radio. We were number one, I believe, once or twice. We kicked Bret Hart's ass, because Bret, <laughs> Bret Hart had a podcast that went head-to-head with us, and we kicked his ass. In the in the in the in the ratings, and uh, so I have I do take solace that my biggest claim to fame, I beat the best there is at podcasting. So um, uh, that and, yeah, and then you know when the whole network thing started, phew, then that was a whole new avenue for us to do stuff, and uh, right. we 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 really. When when the whole TWR thing started, that's when things got really crazy, and really rowdy, and it's scary to think that our best year of the numbers that we were doing, uh, because we don't talk about it that much, but there was a time that um, we were exceeding our bandwidth allowance for the month in the course of a seven-day period because you know when you do it when you have a live stream you know the service is obviously is not free i pay for the service but you're allotted a certain amount of bandwidth for you for the entire month and if you exceed the bandwidth essentially what used to happen was the feed just shuts off completely the feed goes down and then until you uh pay for more bandwidth you can't broadcast. So we, in those times, we were exceeding our bandwidth usage in one week. And there were a few instances where <coughs> we had to pay extra to add bandwidth to the uh, to the feed to be able to handle the listeners that were listening into the show because the numbers, what they were back then compared to what they are now, are were freakish numbers. They were obscene. Okay, and uh, if we had those numbers today, let let me put it to you like this. I, I want to just give you the reality of in, in wrestling terminology. We are doing Monday Night Raw ratings today. Of you know. 2022 ratings, but in the at our at our peak, we were doing Monday Night War numbers. Okay, we were doing big time numbers, and um, and those were some good times. And then when we start, I I can't believe it. Now next year is going to be 10 years that this network has been running, and um, here we are. Um. I just can't believe it. How the time has passed. 
Um, we've had people get married. We've had people get have kids. I've gotten married. Um, we've all gotten old. Since the last time... Nah, I got better. I got better. Okay, but listen to this. Since the last time we were on the air, we were on the air June 17th. So, when we started this program, Surfer was still in his 40s. Now Surfer is 56. Correct me if I'm... Okay, I got it right. And in this last hiatus that we've been off the air, okay, when I started this program, I was 25 years old. I turned 40 two weeks ago, and um, I can't, it's hard to believe. I was 25 when I started this program. 25. And you, Matt Squires, you were still a young fella, you, your kids were still in diapers, and you were, the thought of you being a grandfather probably didn't even cross your mind at that time. But now he's all of those things. He's a grandfather. He's still a, uh, you know, he's still swinging a hammer around and still driving. Well, he's probably been driving the same truck for fifteen years. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. And look, Phil. Phil was, I believe, a lad of twenty nine. You know, uh, he was he was a big wig in, uh, in 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 in, uh, in Staten Island. Still is Phil. You know he. He throws his weight around up there in, in the in the Tri County area, and, as he should. And there were, and here's here's another semi freaky thought. There are people that we know, okay, that when this program started, they were just starting high school. <laughs> now that's fun. Now that's fun. Rage was in high school. I think it was just starting high school. We met Rage. We met Rage when he was what, like nineteen years old? He getting stuffed in locker like saying, "Yeah, uh huh." Let me out. Let me out. Exactly. Surfer Surfer was still using his old knees. Yeah, because he hadn't had that knee replaced. Yeah. Yep. So he uh he was still using getting around on his old feet. Um it was a very and, and there was no pandemic obviously going on. Oh no, there was no pandemic. So uh it's been a and look, when we came on the air in 2007, GW was the president. We've had, we have now gone through three presidents since then. Okay, we are not, we're on the fourth president since being on the air. And, um, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we actually had a president of school as a president. Yes, yes. And now, if you would have asked me, and this now goes into my next thing, unless you guys have anything you want to say um, about the 15 years of this show, or listen, it had some shining moments. Ah. From what I can oh my god, <laughs> shining personalities, all that you know, great times, a lot of great times. Uh, we found out that people 
rob kids for candy on this for Halloween on this show. Uh, um, we found out that people take a, take offense when you when you say that they slept with uh, uh, latex dolls. <laughs> porcelain doll. Porcelain doll. Excuse me. Porcelain doll. Um, what else happened on this airway? I mean, we've heard Lace and Evans on this, on this, on this. Uh, I mean, we we found we've reunited people with their fathers. We've uh, oh, and and by the way, I, be, I believe I believe that happened also while since we the last time we were on the air. If I'm not mistaken, hold on, let me go back. <coughs> um. Hold on. I'm gonna and and this weekend, by the way, was the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, we got some good trailers this weekend. Yeah, I said that uh, Jimmy Harvey's gonna get his own uh, theatrical release here in the next uh, in the next ten years. They called the wrong. Uh... It's called. Reuniting families since 2015. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it here because it it was a doozy. We uh, found out what chicken spread was. We found out what chicken spread was exactly. Spreadable chicken. I'm sorry, spreadable chicken. Ah, it doesn't matter. We found out that grocery stores uh, sell TVs. Carry TVs. That's right. Um, surface stole some pretzels. We found out on the show. Stole pretzels. He stole pretzels. Um, what else? Uh, oh, we found out that Surfer was going back and forth to uh, Philadelphia to, to New York. <laughs> Because he didn't want to pay for a hotel room. And, and he asked he asked people, he asked, he said, well, God damn, you pay for it, then. And we stay up there. Um, oh, that was hilarious. Um, Dolph Ziggler's contract yep. started up, started a conniption <laughs> on on these airways. We also not found as, out... Not as much as, uh... What do you go by now? Uh, uh, Johnny, uh... Johnny Elite uh, contract? Oh, who who's that? Who the hell is Johnny Elite? That's, um... John Morrison. John, oh yeah, John, Somebody said they'll go gay for John Morrison. <laughs> 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 That happened. Um, we found out that somebody said go to Corral had a great steak on yeah. this episode on this show. Yep. Golden Corral had a great steak, according to somebody. I can't find um, it, but but it's it was here. Mark Henry did uh, finally acknowledge his son. 
Yeah, I saw the clip. I, I heard about the clip of that. And my son raged. <laughs> my son raged. Yeah. Um, we had what's the Kenny Kenny uh Kenny Bowling? Uh, Kenny Bowling? <laughs> Not once, but twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is double? <laughs> for Eric Nassau. Yes. <laughs> and we asked him about go to Corral State. Yes, we did. <laughs> and he did, he was not shy on answering that question about go to we've, Corral Oh, okay, State. so here's a list of things that we've uh, we've learned. The Mega Bus. Yeah. Magic Satchels. Rocky, yep. broke, uh, Rocky broke down in every way. Condiments. Chips. Oh, we've broken down Rocky in every conceivable way, and I'm sure there's still things that we have not uh, not have uh, completely broken right. down. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, space balls, space balls, Power Rangers, Saved by the Bell, nine o two one o, nine o two one o, a lot of things. I have I have one more. We had um, you, you said the Mega Bus. Um, you said the magic satchel. Yep. Ah, oh, I had some right on, on my brain, and it escaped me. God damn! I had it was something to do up in that realm, right? We found out Boston Market sale got some good uh, prime, prime rib. Prime rib. Prime rib. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. And surf, surf, what does surfer do with that? Uh, what is, what is, um, with the, uh, what is the oven called? <laughs> the air fryer or the, or the rotisserie? Not, not, he did, he does something. With oh, he, that, he uh, does, he does. He, oh, he fries a chicken in the, in the, uh, in the convection <laughs> oven. In the convection <laughs> oven. <yeah. laughs> oh man. We found out what Hydrox is. We found out Hydrox. Well, we, we expounded on Hydrox. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Expounded on them. What Hydrox is. Uh, um, who else? We found out Double A had a conniption about people cooking pizzas on the bottom rack or the middle. No, rack, no. Cooking a good, no, I didn't have a conniption. They were cooking it. They, they had a conniption about me doing it. Because yeah. it, they put it on a, uh, on a on a on a sheet, on a cookie sheet. sheet. Yeah, Bake, baking sheet. They use a baking sheet with no laser yeah, I just put it on the rack. Like the box says. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole. Uh, We've learned yeah. about pancakes. We've learned about yeah. everything. Pancakes, double A's grill. Oh yeah, my grill. Oh yeah, pancakes and Dunkin' Donuts. Yep, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the I, the, store, the 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 freebies at IHOP. Oh yeah, oh yeah, surfer and all his freebies, and free pancake days. Surfer, didn't you go to Comic Con one year, San Diego? No, he Vegas. wanted to. He was trying to go. Oh. He never went. Oh, I thought he had got a chance to make it out. No, he got to Vegas, but he didn't get to go to Comic Con. Okay. 
Okay. That, yeah, that did happen. Um, I can't find the rage thing. But anyways, that's okay. So, um, but but it did happen, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Now, if you would have told me on July 24th, 2007, that I would be here 15 years later in 2022 and tell you that Vince McMahon is not the head of the most powerful wrestling promotion on the planet, I would say you're a liar and you're a, you're a fool, you're crazy, you don't know what you're talking about, but here we are. Yeah, that did happen. Uh, yeah. you know, Matt has a dedicated pizza pan. It's okay. A pizza pan is one thing. We're talking about they're putting a, a pizza on a cookie sheet. On a cookie sheet. Yeah, that's different. A pizza pan is different. They're designed for pizzas. But the cookie sheet is designed for cookies, right? Yeah. But that's why it's called a cookie sheet. <laughs> And the edges will be hanging off the side, right? Yeah, because it's a it's a square thing, and, and you're trying to put a circle pizza in there. Yep. Anyways, um, so the big story came on Friday at four o five in the afternoon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who has been at the helm of the WWE for forty years, forty years, has decided to hang it up. Now, of course, this is this is this is of course amid. How long have you been with the company? Oh, he's been with the company since nineteen. I want to say sixty something. Ran him out of the building. Vince Vince started working with his dad in the late sixties, and he became a television announcer. If I'm not mistaken, he became a TV announcer. In 1970, I want to say 73, he took over for Ray Morgan, who was, he uh, he was, uh, he, 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 that's what he did at the very, very beginning, but he became the TV announcer, uh, in the early seventies. And, um, and actually, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Vince also started promoting around that time, and uh, his dad put him in charge of Bangor, Maine. That was his quote-unquote town that he promoted. Um, and if I remember the exact words Vince used, that his dad said that he had a promoter that was that was stealing too much. That it's not the fact that he was stealing, but that he was stealing too much. And that he, that, that he and that he just that he needed to get him out, and so he put uh, Vince Junior uh, in charge of that territory or that town, and that's how Vince got to be got into the promoting business. But he bought his father out in 1982. By then, the, yeah, by then the WWF had become the World Wrestling Federation. It became the WWF in nineteen seventy eight or seventy nine. Seventy nine. And there's Phil. Phil. What's up, boys? 
Oh, we're here just reminiscing on a Sunday Sunday night celebrating 15 years of the rant and talking about a promoter that I thought would never be out of the wrestling business is out of the wrestling business. I'm I'm, I'm mad that we missed that by like two hours. I saw that. that Yeah, see, you see what you (laughs) you guys do when you get on the air at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? You miss the stories. You guys have to... I I listened to... um, I, Jim Cornette's uh, take on it this you know earlier today. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but uh, his his co-host said something that makes a lot of sense. Releasing a story like that at four oh five on a Friday is done for a reason. It's the so that no, that and that so that the story dies over the course oh, of the really? weekend. Oh yeah, that, that does make sense. So, I, I hate giving Brian Brian last any kind of credit, but yeah, he's right. So, uh, but apparently that's not going to be the case. I have a feeling. Okay, we'll we'll get more into the Vince thing here in, in a minute, but we're going to hear from Vince Monday night on Raw tomorrow night for yeah. for one specific reason. Tomorrow night Raw is live from Madison Square Garden, uh-huh. and it makes only perfect sense in the world for Vince to be there. We'll see if that happens well, or not. And it's the go-home show for SummerSlam. It's the go-home show go for SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah, go-home Now that the announcement is here, I would say over the last 10 years, I've gone from, wow, I wonder what's going to happen once Vince retires to when is Vince going to retire to now Thank God he's retired. Well, here's the thing, and, and let's let's touch on that. So he so he it became the World Wrestling Federation in '79, and then he bought the company in '82 from his dad. <clears throat> you know, that's when he formed Titan Sports. Titan um, Sports. So his dad. I yeah, I, I think that's still under the banner. I think it's still under the banner. You gotta want it. Yeah. You gotta want it, man. So, Vince, Vince Sr., okay, is out of the business in 82. I believe Vince Sr. died July of 84 at 69. I don't know if, you know, he got out of the business because he was sick or it was just he realized it was his time to retire. But. Back then, you know, people retired. I know, but but his dad died of cancer at sixty nine, and you know I know we know why Vince retired. That's we know what's going on. But I, my concern now is Vince is just going to stare at the wall because now he's Vince is still a majority owner of the company. Right, I got conspiracy about that. But yeah. I, Vince has got no power. He's out. They neuter him. They neuter him. Oh, it, I have to ask, is he really going to be out, out? Yes. And I say that only because, okay, so he got his two people as co-chairman, right? They're they going to hang up on him and ignore his calls? No. And then he, he got his yes man. That could change. That so, could change. As long as he's in that position, 
You think he's not going to take Vince's call? But 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 also you got to remember there is now somebody else in Vince's chair that has to say okay, has to sign off on the creative. Uh-huh. So, so let let's let us start. Well, let's start with the beginning thing here. Okay, so Vince retires. He he said it very shortly. You know, I'm 77. It's time for me to go. I'm done. Uh-huh. He told talent that he's going to be watching, but that he wishes them well and and whatever. Okay. <laughs> Vince is still a majority owner. He's not on the board anymore. But he's I, thought the, that, I thought being a majority owner keeps him on the board. Or he had to step down from the board. As chairman. As chairman. But he may be on the board, but he doesn't have... He Okay, he does have a... I, if I remember how it was explained, he does have a vote, but I don't know if he has enough pull anymore to, to sway what how the company functions day to day. Okay? Anyways. Well, like I said, it comes down to if the people that's in charge will take his call or not. I don't, I, they don't have to. They're not obligated. The problem, the, the problem now is this, though. Here's the problem, though. Triple H earlier that day, earlier on Friday, was announced that he's the new uh, executive vice president of talent relations. And Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan are the co-CEOs of the company. But Stephanie is still the chairperson of the board. She's the chairwoman of the board. So she's the the boss, after all. But um, I heard it best put, like, they're, they're, they, they should try to push Nick Khan out as quickly as possible. Because Nick is the one... That is fielding the sales calls. You so, know, putting the company for sale. So, and then, what what stops Vince from like hanging out backstage? Nothing. Nothing. And then now he's backstage. Now he's in people's ears. And but you know what? The, I, I listen. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just the, Vince can be in somebody's ears, but that doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen. I'm just hoping we'll see. Look, we'll know. Right, listen, we will know. We we are going to know. We're not going to see anything Monday on Raw. We're not going to see anything Friday on SmackDown. The real test, okay, is going to be Saturday night at SummerSlam. Okay? So, if Roman wins, that is that a Vince call? No, no. Okay, then what's going to happen then? After SummerSlam, let's see if we mark six months. If we if we're seeing the same bad pacing of a, of a wrestler come down to the ring and then they go to commercial and then they come back to some promos and some backstage. The interviews, production of the show, go- the production of the show, is not going to change overnight. Summer, yeah. but 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 in the next six months, yes. But what's going to happen on Saturday at SummerSlam that'll dictate if there's going to be change in the air. You're going to feel a different wrestling promotion. the 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 promotion is going to be a little bit more. 
little bit more real and not so uh, cartoonish and written. I think they're going to let things happen organically on Saturday. Look, they're going to, they're going to, they're supposedly, from what, from what I heard, they're going to let whatever's been written on creative while Vince was still under control play out through the pay-per-view. But what happens at the pay-per-view, I'm not talking about the finishes or the results. I'm talking about how the pay-per-view itself is run. Okay? We're talking about whether the matches are a lot more rough, a lot more, you know, real, in-your-face type matches that we had not seen in WWE for years. There was talks that um, before all of this happened, USA Network called WWE and said, listen, we want this TV show to be back to TV 14. And um, and WWE said, okay, that's supposed to take place this coming Monday. Not this Monday, but the following Monday after SummerSlam. The Monday after SummerSlam. The, uh, that opens the door for the language. There, That opens the door for bleeding. There's a lot of things that the door opens now that USA gave them the green light, supposedly, that they can do. Those things you may see starting on Saturday. Yeah, because Liz is not running for no office again. I mean, she's tried twice and failed. It's, there's nothing for her to run for at this point. She's also almost 80 years old like Vince. Mm. I know she you know, I, 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 think, I, I think if this was, just to piggyback on what Surfer said before about Vince being backstage, I think if this was 30 years ago and there wasn't that many people behind the scenes, like backstage, I think he would still have an influence. I think it's so ran differently now between the writers and the agents and the producers, and I feel like he wouldn't, he would, he ain't got like a leg to stand on that at this point. You know, if he if he just wants to hang out backstage and whisper in somebody's ear, like, hey, move this guy around, or move that girl around. You know what I'm saying? What that think would be the the best indication? Of changes actually happened because they actually being pushed where they would never get pushed while Vince was running this. No, that's that's another indication too. There's been talk. In your opinion, what wrestlers would be that best indication? The problem is they the problem is they released so many people over the last twelve months that the NXT of because before where you could say, well, I can pull so-and-so out of NXT and put them in a big storyline on the main roster and push them forward. The main roster right now is not does not have depth. Doesn't have, uh, you know, it's got great, you know, good, solid talent, but is there somebody on the main roster that I would say they're going to be the next big thing? Outside of yeah. Riddle, outside of Riddle, right now because Riddle had been the one that had been pushed recently and that's why he had his universal title match with Roman a couple of weeks ago I don't know if there's anybody else that could be in that position that I would that I could look at the roster and be like you know what I'm going to push you now and you're going to get a shot at no because I could have said if Cesaro was still in uh, WWE I would say we got to get Cesaro in the title picture here in the next couple of weeks because it's time for him to have his moment in the sun. No, there's Which no... happened last night, by the way. <laughs> but you know what? You know what's funny? You know what? You want to hear the best analogy I heard about that last night? 
an ex-WWE guy won an ROH world title in front of an Impact Wrestling crowd run by an AEW executive. That's the type of wrestling world we're living in right now. But that, 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 that's, yeah. that's, your, that's your Ring of Honor crowd. No, that, I know, that, I know. That, I know. That, that particular town has had title changes and... No, that that uh, the impact yeah. the, the the impact wrestling meant alluded to the size of the crowd. Oh, for the size of the crowd. Oh, you, you know what? That's that actually makes sense. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, yeah. For those of you that don't know, Cesaro Claudio Castagnoli won the uh, Ring of Honor World Title uh, last night at uh, at their pay per view, and um, lo and behold, John Gresham uh, gave his notice. After that, he, 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 well, he, gave his notes, he actually gave his notes before. There was, there was, he just didn't like the progression of the of the company. Meanwhile, the company only was purchased what a month or two ago. All so. right. So, but but here's he, here's he the thing. The, yeah, he was defending the title all over the world, and then all of a sudden, like they had to, after Ring of Honor folded, the title holders still kept their belts and kept the gimmick going. They they would defend those belts in different promotions, and that's what he was doing. So, Phil, so when he, when Go ahead. What's that? Go, no, go ahead. Finish no, what you're so, so what I what I got yesterday was there was an altercation um prior to the pay per view, like, you know, why you know, he didn't like the progression of his character, there was not enough communication, uh Tony Khan didn't give enough notice about certain things and I'm like, bought the company, man, like two months ago. <laughs> you know, like and and you could tell they opened up the they opened up the, the card last night with a title match and, and Claudio won almost uh, almost single-handedly. I mean, Grisham gave him a match, but it was almost uh, one-sided at one point. So. Do, you, do you think that uh, John Grisham... Oh, shit. Vince retired. I have a shot at going to the WWE now. He would fit perfectly yeah. he in would, that moment. But, but do you think that that's his rationale for making that decision? Yeah, no. Well, there, well, there, was, there was talks of him even walking away from wrestling before this, too, because... Um, he had started his own promotion a couple of months back, and right after WrestleMania, and they had like maybe one to three cards. Right? It's called Terminus, some shit like that. Terminal, I forget the hell name of it is. And you know, it got a it got some it got some legs, and then it just died out. I guess he was a shitty promoter. And then on top of that, his wife won't keep a mouth shut on social media. You know, so like I mean, a lot of bad- yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bad press right now with, with Grisham. And he, you know what? It's sad because he's a, he's a good, he's really good, man. Like he's a good, solid wrestler. He's he's almost like a Danielson type where he doesn't have the charisma, but he's got he's got the chops, man. He's got the skills. I've seen him up close. He's he's got it. He's really good. Did you have to he look? He can't keep his mouth shut. Did you have to look down though to look at him up close? Yeah, you had to look down on him. He's really short. He's, he's definitely he's definitely short. Oh Boy, man! Yeah. So here we are in a Vinceless world. Okay, I never yeah. thought that I would, at least while hosting this program, that I would say that. I actually thought he was going to die. Um, I'm assuming I, I thought he was going to die did, in that chair. That's what I thought. That's what most people thought. Right. Um, and here's the thing: uh, we are we know. We, but we know why Vince is leaving, but he's at least he's leaving on his own terms. He's not being shown the door. He he said, you know what? If I got to go, let me do it. I'm not going to have somebody else throw me out. I've been in charge of this company for 40 years. 
I'm not going to have somebody show me the door. I'm leaving on my own. And um, and he did just that. I think it's... Um, I'm still I'm still digesting it because it's hard. It is hard to believe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad though because he's not technically he's not leaving. I mean, he's leaving on his own terms, but he is, but he's not yeah. because you notice stuff coming down the pipe with these, oh, with these allegations. So, oh, you, so you know, like it's almost like it's almost his. I, I I compared it last night to Elaine came by last night. We were talking, and and my son was here. We were talking about how uh, I know Tony. She's a college football fan. Do you know how yep. Paterno and Penn State covered Penn State and Dustin for so long? Yep. And when they and so which basically fought Joe Potter retire, but he was yep. this fixture. He was a legend, and now they took his statue down, and all he's remembered for is. But you know what? And but Jim Cornette said, "But look, what 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 happened in that situation was a crime was committed." Jim Cornette said it in his show. That if you haven't heard it yet, it came out yesterday. That he said that as of right now, as of right now, Vince it has not done anything wrong illegally. He only paid hush money. So that people, so it didn't get out that he slept around. That's the only oh, no, thing, you know. It's you know, yeah, uh, just all morally wrong. It's morally yeah. wrong. Right, it's exactly, not, you exactly. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That was my point. That was my point. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen with Vince. No one talks about Joe Potts. They talk about how he covers the Sandusky. I think, I, but I don't think that's going to ha- be the case with Vince. I don't know, man. If this was still a private company, I don't think he would be retired. Well, some some people say that this news would have never gotten that out if it was still a private company. Real private, that makes sense. You know, um, and I just have to play this because it's it's appropriate. What's the deal with those stocks? Come on out, you rapist! Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, it, yeah, Vince, I mean, Vince ain't, was he like? Is it any underage girls in there? No, possible. No. no underage, right? So it's just all about he was whoring around. He was whoring around, and he paid hush money to keep it under wraps. That's all. If if, if, if the rumors are true about his daughter, there's no way he should be doing that. That too. Oh, about uh, Macho Man sleeping with Stephanie. Yeah. Well, you know, but but look, that's a situation of someone sleeping with an under underage person. There's no allegations of Vince sleeping with somebody underage. He's just sleeping with people I'm that. Saying, like, if, 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 if it's true and it happened to his daughter, it's no way he can be thinking I should do it to somebody else's daughter. I mean, because that couldn't have made him happy at all. Wow. But I mean, come on now. One one day we're gonna find out about all that. But we we hear about the surface of what Vince is doing, but that whole business is probably, uh, you know, uh, has all that going on of people being forced to get favors. I don't know. We'll see. Well, it'll all come out. 
at some point. I'm sad that the um, the Netflix documentary on Vince got got uh, got canceled. They were in post. They were in post production and and now have lost millions because they've scrubbed the uh, the documentary. Yeah, don't feel too bad for them. No, they they're doing okay. No, but still, I would have loved to have seen it though. Well, no, of course, but can you blame them? But but like, but this I mean, would have been a great thing to put in the documentary. Double A B B. Let's try to be not try not to be a wrestling fan and be an executive who's who's overseeing this nonsense. I wouldn't want no part of that I if know, I wasn't. Of the West End, if you want to see them. No, of course, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's it's just you know, and now um, supposedly uh, HBO is opening up their investigative eyes again on Vince. Oh, on on real, real, so, so he's going to be on real sports. Supposedly yeah. he's going to be on real sports again. So I'm bring Brian Gumble yeah. back for that shit. Yep. Here you come. Yeah. yeah HBO's um, got HBO, Warner Bros. They got, they got new ownership, so they're, they're looking to rescape. They're looking to replant everything. So I saw what Phil posted about you know saying thank you to Vince, and a lot of people are saying thank you as they should, because the business as right. we know it does not exist without Vince. Um, yeah. He did. I I I I get that Vince did a lot of damage. To wrestling, but he did a lot of good oh, as well, man. you know. And and wrestling, I don't know where the wrestling industry would be if it wasn't for Vince. Because because look, would the territory system still be going strong in twenty twenty two? It's unlikely. No. But would wrestling be big? It would be on the level of of like roller derby. That's yeah, it's still big. It it still exists. But who the hell goes to roller derby? If it wasn't for Vince McMahon, we would be sitting here on a Sunday night talking about it. Uh, we'd be here talking about, uh, you know, what's what down at uh, Comic-Con this past weekend. Or the Braves baseball on a Superstation. Exactly. You know? So, because, the, I mean, hey, and, and he, he caught it, though. He caught everything in its infancy. He caught a load of cable television. He, he, he's, well, yeah. he's the godfather of pay-per-view. He did. Yeah, and all, and all on a risk, all on a risk. Like all he did, everything with with, you know, just taking risks, and get and he gambled with house money, and, and he, you know, and he did it, and it's it's profound. And people, defend, I'm telling you, man, I, I I got so sick of social media this weekend. Like I I I, just, I didn't go on for like a day. It was but, like yesterday, I just I'm just oh, these fans are are so finic finic. It's it's ridiculous how these kids react to to this like oh and then <laughs> let me let me touch on that phil so with that being said the worst fan of all okay the worst one the worst the worst internet mark out there okay unfortunately owns a wrestling promotion yeah, so he explained himself but tony Khan. Dixie Khan, yeah Dixie Con. So, so I want to go back and see where's the exact tweet. I believe he's deleted it since then. Oh no, here we go. Thanks to the wrestling fans. Thanks, thanks to you, wrestling fans, and your great support of AEW. I am grateful to now be the longest tenured CEO in pro wrestling. Longest tenured. 
I think that is such bullshit. He would not be dicking around with with uh, a pro wrestling company right now if it wasn't for Vince. Yeah, this this industry owes him everything. I tweeted. I I responded to that tweet. You know. Tony Khan and I said if it wasn't for Vince you'd be still sitting in your daddy's office playing paper football yeah he's right though the industry owes Vince everything people modeled their businesses around his business plan on smaller scales he bought out his competition not once but twice yes he even funded his competition just to keep shit relevant and didn't have to. He's put numerous talent through through uh, rehab and paid for for spouses of uh, alimonies and, and and health insurances and look he clear he saved what do you call it? He paid for Jimmy Snooker to stay out of jail after killing his girlfriend a year into him owning the company. I don't understand. I don't understand how some of these fans, and and they're obviously not good fans. And no, and I'm hope, and I hope every one of them that that I that I called out are listening tonight, or they download this, and I don't give a shit. Because at the end of the day, as bad as the product is, if it wasn't for him, we'd have nothing. It, as bad as the product is, their production is still good. Their television. Uh, like their 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 advertising and their PR shit is still the best. Their merch is still sells like ridiculous, and they're a global company. Mm-hmm. They're the only company. They're the first wrestling company to go global. Ain't nobody did that back in the day, right? He 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 basically between between the infancy of cable television and him cherry picking the territories for all the top talent. He killed. He killed the the the, uh, the the territories. I mean, these guys are going out of business as they would have gone out of business eventually, just on cable TV alone because they were all regional. Mm-hmm. No one's getting cable deals like he was. You know, except for yeah. Turner. But Turner didn't give a shit at that point. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so it's yeah. like, no, exactly. You, so when Vince took the spot and he took his ball and he ran with it. He, he like it, and he had the foresight of of streaming of the of networking. He had, he had the the, the on demand shit first, but then he started his own network. Now every 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 independent wrestling company has a stream has a streaming service, or is a part of a streaming network that you can buy their 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 events. And you see them playing home video. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Home, distribution home video, the, yeah. Coliseum home yeah. video, and 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 he made them you know, a nine. Yep. Correct, and he made, and that's why he did the Titan Sports thing because he started branding it out at that point. Mm-hmm. It, it, he gave, it, he did what he did to LJN, what what uh, Star Wars did for Kenner in terms of toys. Hey, look, Kenner was a Kenner was a no name Kenner was a no name toy company from Ohio, and they got the Star Wars. Gimmick on 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 a on a on a win, but that was another story. But Vince is the same to LJN. Do you know how big it was the first time the a WrestleMania got put on home video, and all those people that couldn't watch it on pay per view got to watch it at home for the first time. Yeah, how long it took to rent it? 
Hell yeah, you got to win on people to bring it back. So yeah. who the hell are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. And and these people, the, these companies and these promoters and and everybody coming up in the next twenty, thirty, or forty years owe their careers to, to this dude. It's hundred percent. There's no argument, man. And Tony Khan doing that just shows his maturity. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's done some great things on TV the last three years, and he's done some god awful shit on TV oh, the yeah, last three years. Absolutely. And I say, and, and if you guys listen to me on, I say almost on our, on our current, when we do the current, the first hour of the show, because you know what? At the end mm-hmm. of the day, the the, the the no one's gonna get it right like that. You know, there was a time where Vince did no wrong, and not, and not, not because Vince didn't have any competition, <laughs> but because Vince did business. Oh my God! I mean, let's let's be honest here. You know, he didn't. He, guys like Paul Heyman, who grew up in the business, had an idea, and he and he and he was very and he, and he got his idea off. But look what he had to do. At the end of it, look who he came, look who look who came to his rescue. Look who funded his pay per views. Yep. Look who's look who swapped mm-hmm. talent with him. Look who swapped talent with him. Just because he could, yep. Just because he, he didn't have to. He had to put Taz and Sabu and and the Eliminators on TV, yep. Or the Blue Meanie or any of these clowns. Yeah, you know he didn't have to. Exactly. Yeah. But he Rawr, did that. Maybe. He did that. That's Super why he. Yup. That's why he. That's why he can't stand when Flair cries that night. Him not being on the. And the opening credits of the show, or him being disrespected about him getting not getting like uh, stuff he went them back. Like, dude, Vince paid, and he paid him back a partially for some of the stuff. Vince paid for his everything, man. Vince gave him the WrestleMania moment. Vince gave him a, 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 a new career at 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man, who does that? No other company's gonna do that. How many Hurry times? On, how many chances did the Ultimate Warrior get? Yeah, and he was held hostage for money. You know, you know, and you want to talk about you know, Paulie was it was a master of uh, you know turning you know chicken cha- uh, chicken salad into chip from chicken chip, but look at look, look at what Vince did. Oh yeah. Vince could he make... needs juice a household name. Oh, yeah. You know how hard that is? Absolutely. You said you made who a household name? Zeus. Zeus. Tiny Lister. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guys in the I 80s mean, that did... Yeah, because no old ball was Vince, yeah. But, they, but, but, but Tony, you know what I'm talking about. There were, there, were, there, yeah. was, there were guys in certain spots between 83 and 99 that shouldn't even had a spot. And they got it because Vince wanted them there. You mostly know, big and, guys. And, mostly big guys. And one person he and one person who that, that, that can thank him for that is Hulk Hogan. And I'm not saying Hulk Hogan wouldn't have his own, but because of the politics, because of how popular Hogan was, there are about five or ten guys, and you and I have had this conversation a million times. The Orndorfs of the world, the studs of the world, the Ken Bateras, the Bam Bam Bigelows, all these guys yeah. that could that could be world champion had no chance of being world champion because Hogan was there in the spotlight. But you know who did that? Vince did that. Vince Sr. wanted Hogan there and Vince Jr. kept him there. Yeah. As long as he could. 
as long as he could. Because well. the, 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 the you know the industry did change, obviously, and that's going to happen. With every every industry changes like that. Now, did he did, did he do things ethically, the ethical way? Not always. No, never. But that's what you have to do in business sometimes. You know, you, you talk about Cornette. Did you, you ever hear Cornette talk about how you see it going to Vince's house and, and write? Yeah. And, like, you know, write shows and shit, like him and Bruce Pritchard and, and you know that? Yeah. But, like, Vince was doing that for 20 years before that yeah. with just two other people. With Patterson. Was it him, and... Patterson, and, and Lanza, right? Uh, probably Lanza was an injured, was maybe somebody else was in that. It was him and always Pat, and then somebody else could have been that that third person, you know. But, but uh, you know, I, I yeah, I'm so I'm so I was I was I'm, I've been so angry with him the last ten fifteen years of my wrestling watching career, you know, both like my podcasting career. But like I I but I understand why things happen the way they do. I'm not naive like some of these fans are, you know. Of course. Yeah. How come Rey Mysterio get a 20-year anniversary and Brock Lesnar don't? Yet. Just throwing that Yet. out Yet. No, Brock was just, just 20 years in April. I, I, I understand. But this year, right? In April. In, in yeah, April, it, it already passed. passed. Exactly. Supposedly, supposedly he's going to, that th- there's been talk of him getting one. So It's gone. I understand that, but <laughs> he can still have it. You know? It was in April. The Monday after WrestleMania, what, 18, And right? he was gone. He wasn't in WWE at that time. Boom. Brock, he wasn't like around. Like, how many times you bring people back? Yeah. Yes, he was. No, he was. He, he didn't come back out. He wasn't out during WrestleMania. After, no, the Monday after WrestleMania 20, that's when he debuted. No. no. I mean, not 20, but 18. Right, but he did not. He, he was not around. Oh, 20 straight years. Okay, okay. He was not around. Yeah, yeah, he, it's But not even the. Well, Ray wasn't there 20 straight years either. The point is, is that uh, he was not. Brock wasn't in. Like, he was on a sabbatical when when his 20th passed, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. He yeah, wasn't. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah, a part yeah. of the active of the active storyline at that moment. So Brock could still get it. Now you bring up Brock. This whole thing. Go ahead, Brock. So let's talk about what happened here. Brock. Wow. Yeah. Let's the the we were never going to know a hundred percent what happened, but it's pretty much confirmed without being a hundred percent confirmed. That Brock walked out on SmackDown when he found out that Vince retired. The quote I mean, was, I'll, "I'll do the same thing too, though." Well, the stuff. quote was, "If he's gone, I'm gone." gone. Yeah, then my meal ticket walk out the door, got them I'm walking out too. But but Brock's deal is guaranteed, so I don't understand why Brock would have done that. But anyways, same yeah, contract. What was that? That kind of is anybody other than Vince going to give him money? Passes contract. I've, I, there's definitely people that'll pay Brock. Oh yeah, just on the name. You're gonna alone. tell me Tony Khan wouldn't pony up the dough? Right. WWE, like, uh, you know, they're gonna. I have a feeling WWE's gonna be smarter with the money now. But 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 going back to Brock, so Brock threw a hissy fit and left, and then supposedly. I don't know how much I want to read into this part. Supposedly, they rewrote the program that they already had called Goldberg to come in and um, replace Brock at SummerSlam. That, yeah, that's bullshit. I don't believe that at all. 
I believe that they would they would have just let things be if Brock didn't show up on SmackDown. <laughs> they would have they left re-wrote. things. They would have rewrote, re- rewritten the show, which supposedly they did. And Brock, Brock wasn't mentioned at all throughout the entire two-hour show, and he was supposed to be heavily featured throughout the show. But anyways, so they rewrote the show. If Brock didn't show up, I don't know if Brock would have. I don't know if they would have just waited to see what would have happened over the course of the weekend and, and whatever. But I will say this. If Brock had not showed up on SmackDown, Brock deserves the same treatment Sasha Banks and Naomi got on commentary in terms of walking out. That should have happened. But Brock, but Brock returned. Brock went and burned off some steam. That's right. And that's all it was. He, and he came back and he did, the, he did what he was supposed to do and that's it. And Brock will be there Monday night on Raw. I Brock's love how not people stupid. Are about oh, he, you know he has to. You know he, he got guaranteed money. What, what does he care? I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. People still have integrity. Of course. Like, just because he has guaranteed money doesn't necessarily mean he's an asshole in real life. Of course. He's going to walk away from um and and, yeah. and ruin his character. You still have to have. It's like you know they would like these ball players are like you know. Well, I got guaranteed money. You know, and I'll, and I'll bat two eighteen this year. You know, but it's like I'm playing that man. He'll make a lot of money. A lot of money, but Brock, but Brock is also not stupid to jeopardize that that payday. Sorry, no, no, man. I was about to say if they'd have called in Goldberg, that would have tainted the pay per view. But the issue was. The, the thing was almost getting it right no but you know what you know what it was it was ironic that earlier in the week that a story had had been released that Goldberg wanted another shot at Roman reigns and mm-hmm. so I'm assuming it, it came across somebody's mind to if if it's true that this story was already out there let's just play off that pick up the phone, call Bill, and see if he's available. I don't know if I believe it went that far. Supposedly, supposedly, this is what happened. Brock walks out. They rewrite the show. Vince is the one that supposedly got on the phone and called Brock and told Brock, you're going to flush everything I've built with you down the toilet just like that. And he's the one that basically talked Brock to go back to the building and um, do that. And, and do what do he, do the you know, put on the show. There's no reason for him to leave before SummerSlam. It's not like no, there isn't. Uh, well, it was an emotional reaction, so that's all it was. And we, he's got a hot temper. He's known to have a temper. It, and it's like not like said. like the result of SummerSlam. We probably basically know what's going to happen, and it's not like not necessarily. Oh, they he did it because of SummerSlam? No, he did it no, because he's they, advertised. No, no, no. I'm saying, they, it's not like they told him, we're doing this, and then they changed up no, for him. No, he already know he's probably going to lose. I'm saying, look, if he don't want to be with the company no more... That wasn't thing, about it, him not want to be with the company. It was man. about the Vince situation. Vince, right. The man that helped him. He was in the building. He had checked in. He already had catering, probably. Right. That man, that ain't about no. That wasn't about a 
storyline or no shit like oh, that. It's no. like, I, I don't know. My safety man just left. God damn it. No, if Vince is, the thing of the matter is, sir, as long as Vince was in that spot, Rock was guaranteed to do part-time work for full-time pay. Exactly. And that's just what it is. And Brock, <laughs> and Brock is going to get his his pay regardless because it's on paper. Right. But he may not get no paydays like this no more. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> right. That's but, why well, that, 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 does, does Brock need it anymore? A lot of guys ain't going to get the pay like that. I don't think anymore. I don't they, think they, so they, either. Like, right. They're going to restructure the money. You know, at the end of the day, they still have to protect their, you know, their their investments. You know, bottom they have to line, they right. have to protect the bottom line. And WWE in recent years had been too easy. Vince being had been too easy to throw money to get part time people to get to get people in to do part time work just for a boost in numbers. Day. You know, because mm-hmm. Goldberg got got thrown millions of dollars, and and I don't know who mm-hmm. else has been thrown millions of dollars. Yeah. So, Goldberg got a bunch of money because the A-Raps won the team too. That so. too, but but mm-hmm. who knows how long that's going to function now? Yep. <laughs> There's a yeah, lot of things and, that and could I, change. I, yeah, a lot of relationships are going to be different because Vince is not there in his position. You well, know, coming all the way to Saudi for no bullshit no more. Exactly. Uh, it, it's almost like these businesses, you know, like these mom and pop stores. You know, like, don't only deal with so and so, and then when so and so retires, it's like, well, now I got to go somewhere else. And, it's gonna happen here too because again, you know, there's no there's no competition. I'm gonna keep saying that week after week. There's no competition. I don't care how many companies open after this. Their wrestling is not as popular as it was when we were younger, and it's oh, it's no. still a niche audience. It's just a bigger niche audience that doesn't. And you know, network television is, is inundated with nonsense now. But so SmackDown's the bonus on network television. You know, so is Raw. I will. You know, it's not good. I will say this: Tony Khan, though. Has better had better watch his P's and Q's now, and not not well, Warner Brothers, yeah, and not uh, and not try to, you know, play wrestling mark anymore because, and really focus. Look, Jr. said it. Uh, there was a blurb from his podcast that that came out. I guess this week. I only read the blurb, and he said that um, that there's a lot of similarities between Tony Khan and Vince. <laughs> And that Vince has no life, and neither does Tony Khan. But the difference between Tony Khan and Vince McMahon was Vince only focused on wrestling, and Vince only ran a wrestling promotion. Tony Khan is running a wrestling promo, two wrestling promotions, a football team, and a soccer club. At some point, something's going to suffer, and something's got to give. What was that? After he's in charge of them too, and not his father. I don't know. I, you know, I. There's a lot of things. Like I said, the, there's the industry will change now mm-hmm. because Vince is not around, uh, and it's a fact. It's it whether WWE WWE changes their 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 product around or how other companies look at their business plan. You know, it's like him leaving. It will impact the industry forever. It, oh, yeah. it needs to. It, it's, it, look, that was time. Look, change is needed. Well, what that company always, always yes. You know, I, you know, as decades go by, should not be watching the same wrestling. It, it, it needs to evolve. 
some point in time. Um, we're not stuck in the days of ten limit time. And uh, yeah, man, goddamn ten limit. Time limit. But the title is on the line. Yeah. Show about wrestling. They don't come out and announce the match with a ten limit time limit. Ten limit time. Limit. Okay. The point. Well, the point. The, here's the thing. I'll, and and. This is and people are getting are are jumping the gun that the 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 great great the greatness that could be WWE is now upon us. Listen, it's going to take time to turn it's that company around. And because here's here's what I see happening, and I had this discussion uh, in a voice chat with uh, with Lee probably two three days ago. On Friday, when the story broke, that okay, Triple H is back in, at the helm. Who's in charge of creative? As of right now, Bruce Pritchard is in charge Bruce, of creative, but Stephanie still has to sign off on the on the uh, on it. So here's here's you know what's going on. Does Triple H rehire his old crew? Yes. Of who's available, because I'm sure at this point a lot of those people are not available. There's probably a lot of people that are currently sitting over at AEW saying, Oh shit. I wish I was back at the WWE. Because mm-hmm. Triple H is in charge. I think, I think it'd be nice if yeah. they got back on Regal. I, I agree, but I don't know now what's gonna happen in that case, you know. So a lot You know, I I think uh, I think Bruce Pritchard's gonna be alright. Well, I think he'll be all right, but he's not going to be head yeah. of creative anymore. But I think the era of the Hollywood writer writing a wrestling program, I think that's going to be over. I think the uh, bringing in wrestlers or wrestling people knowledgeable about wrestling in to write the storylines are going to be more prevalent now. But the problem is, if people are not available, old school people... We have to groom people into those positions, and that takes time. The we brought my, Lee brought up Michael Hayes. Michael Hayes has been in charge of, you know, he's been writing for SmackDown. I think for ten years, he's been the head writer on SmackDown for all that time. And he's like, "Well, Michael Hayes should go." And I said, "Probably not. I would keep Michael Hayes. I would keep Michael Hayes. I would bring in." Any other wrestling personalities that are out there that have a good mind for business and good mind for wrestling that would serve as a as a good booker or a writer, they have to go back to the to the booking mentality. I think when it comes to the creative process, to to really restructure WWE. Look, I I have a feeling we're going to see a big change in the announcing situation in WWE. They're gonna bring in I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna change the announcers physically, but the the, the type of announcing is definitely gonna change. Well, I, I, it's funny you say it, because I was gonna, I was gonna say that that I was this might be a stretch, but now that you said that, this may segue into what I what I was about to say. Um, you know, what's what's gonna change also, and it might be for the better, is that stuff's not gonna change on the fly no. like it did. Because Vince's not in their ear, or anybody's ear, or in like, or Surfers are like in the back, or in in the in the, in the, in Michael Cole's ear, or McAfee, or whoever, in their ear saying, "Don't say this, say that." Exactly. What's telling? Or in Gorilla, 
position saying, don't do this, go that way. Uh-huh. That stuff, that, that was happening every single week, every single month, every single year. If he wanted something changed, they did it. How many times they, did they change a pay-per-view? And it was the last garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. These, last, these last minute rewrites. Exactly. Right. I just yeah. want I just want the title. I just want the title to be called a belt again. Can we get a belt? Can it be called a belt? That that stupidity. That stupidity. Like, look, I I saw the greatest meme about Vince retiring uh, yesterday. I think it was, and it was people in Greenwich, Connecticut, are allowed to sneeze for the first time since 1982, because the rumor is Vince has a problem with people sneezing. So you got a problem with people calling the titles belts. So those stupid things like that will all we'll be pro wrestling. Will all disappear. Yeah. They're going to disappear, wrestling. and they may disappear overnight. Some of those small things like that that could change immediately. Yeah, because these nuances are 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 things that disrupted a system that was that was broken a while ago mm-hmm. and just kept and wasn't and they weren't able to fix it. Right. Because it was his way or the highway. Exactly. Right. So it was like yeah, right. So now it's like you don't have that option no more. You have people like you said, double you can groom people into these positions and be like, oh shit, he's not your man is not here no more. Maybe if I talk to so and so who could talk to so and so who could talk to Bruce and and and, and, and Paul and, and Stephanie then maybe I can we can get this thing going, or maybe we can. You need to pump fresh ideas into it. You know, you're always going to be entertaining people, but you want to keep that. You want to keep the audience that you have, man. Exactly. You know, you want to keep the audience you have. You know, they weren't. They're not too worried about what well, we're not selling at the gate at these house shows. You're right. You're not because you're not. You have a niche audience now. You're not catering to the 18 to 45 year olds anymore. It's more like the. The, the, the nine to the twenty year old, you know, it's like you you catering to a different audience, an ADHD mentality audience that quickly forgets how things ran or how the history of the, of the business is because at this point you are getting just a show about wrestling. Yeah. You're not getting a wrestling show Which you know, look, the the another big story that, that was going around this week was that Vince had already soured on Max Dupree. Not the storyline of the uh, what is it Maximum Men's Club or whatever the hell that yeah is. just just Max sure. himself. just Max yeah. himself and so he liked guys walking around last short song that ain't that ain't right you know, so saying. so here's the thing so here so here was the story though they were gonna bring in a female from NXT to replace Max and she was gonna be Maxine Dupree that ain't funny Phil and so she she was. She was going to replace him, right? Now that supposedly may not happen, and Max Dupree, because people seem to like the the, the gimmick, the Max Dupree though is not going anywhere now. That seems to be what's going to happen. So, but that was that was as of just a couple days ago that Vince had soured on Max Dupree. Now now there's gonna be eyes on there's gonna be more eyes on people that you can have eyes on. Exactly. What did he think was going to happen with this gimmick? No, he just I mean, he, he, he soured on the per on the person, not the gimmick. 
He didn't, he didn't like what's his face. Dummy. Yeah. He didn't like that guy. He didn't like the guy. He liked Drake. He didn't like the like The Matt, listen. Say what you want about him. The man has had skills on the mic. Right, and but but no, he's fantastic he's on the mic. Good. That's why he still has a job. But but Vince, mm-hmm. Vince, if Vince says he doesn't like you, what are you gonna do? If Vince pulls you off TV because he doesn't like you, what are you gonna do? How many guys were would never booked properly because of Vince? Look, the 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 carrying crosses, the Keith Lees, all these people that left abruptly Finn last Dollar, year. Nakamura, I'm sorry, like. There's a no, lot of you, started, man. Yeah. You know, you only had three weeks of, of, of spotlight before you were done. Finn Balor was the Universal Champion for 24 hours. Look, look, look at this. I mean, he got hurt, but still. Vince Vince steps in over at NXT and what? And uh, he changes the brand, brings, uh, puts the, uh, what is it, the Hit Row Club, brings him up to the SmackDown, and within seven days... They all got released. And then one dude was doing was doing documentaries for them. Was doing uh, the hidden the yeah hidden, uh, the, 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 the football guy with, AJ uh, Francis or whatever the hell his name is the big dude yeah, yeah. The big dude. But but you see like stuff like that is is now at the wayside now. You go, it won't guys and girls are gonna guys and girls are gonna get a second look because he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Sasha, Sasha and Naomi get welcome back now. Well, you, you just took the word out of my mouth. It's going to be where that shit's not going to happen. Hopefully, anymore. I have a where, feeling where phone calls have been made already. You know, so it's like that. That, might, that stuff could be avoided now, Tony. See, if the, if the politics are preventing the accountability of some of the talent. And the ta- or, or the talent feels disrespected, or they're not properly booked, or they're not being shown in a, in a, in a, in a, in a better way. Then maybe if if the work environment is better, and other people outside of Vince not doing that, then maybe these girls and guys don't walk out like that anymore. There, you know, somebody somebody said that it would be the perfect opportunity if you if you go back to SummerSlam 2021. Okay, we all remember what happened. Sasha got COVID. She couldn't make her title match with uh, Bianca Belair. And Becky Lynch came in, stepped in, and won the title from Bianca. People are saying people are saying that Sasha now, Becky should not show up at SummerSlam, or that's how the storyline should be written, that Becky should not show up at SummerSlam, and that Sasha should step in and get the title match she didn't get last year. From Bianca, you know, but I also read, but I also heard from a credible source actually that um that Sasha Banks is a problem backstage. Oh, that that part I believe a hundred percent. Right, but so if if she if she's a problem to begin with, no, I agree. Uh, but I think I'm almost positive though a phone call has already been made to her. I'm positive that that's happened already. It makes sense. You know, bring Bailey back or somebody. Do well, something. Bailey you know, supposedly like, is coming back. At, uh, if it's not SummerSlam, she'll come back the, the following week. Supposedly well, she's all, people, all the people call her a problem. People that just don't like the fact that maybe she speaks up for herself. No, no, no. no. there's a difference. No, no, no speaking up and difference, man. Yeah. There's a difference when you, you when you're. When you're constantly complaints complaints about, about every single aspect of your character and and stories and like listen, it, you're and a you character on television 
and you don't right. get your way. Right. It's it, it's not going to go your way all the time. You know, like I, you know, I'm I'm watching stuff from like '87, '86 today. Oh, Crockett, and I'm watching the uh, the Jimmy Valiant thing when uh you know when Paul Jones shaved his head. And you guys all remember that with yeah. when when Pe- when Pistol Pez became Shaska. Yeah, you know, oh God, yeah. um, and then man, man, Pez, but, Pez, but, but you know, you Pez, put, no, but, okay, stupid, right, right, yeah. but you see, like, way back in the day, these guys were booked six, eight, twelve weeks ahead, and they knew what the progression of the character was. Jimmy Valiant knew he was getting his head shaved yeah. because he agreed to it. Paul Jones knew that he was getting Shaska Watley and then he was getting Baron Von Rasky and he was getting Rick Rude back. Like he was, he knew all that because they told him what was going on. And it helped that Dusty was the booker because he told everybody what was going on too. But you see my point? I don't think there's a lot of communication with these people anymore. Because you have all these writers, these producers, all that shit didn't fly back in the day. You had, you had one guy promoting, one guy booking, that was it. And everybody else was working in the office making sure everybody got paid. And making sure you made your flights and you made all your bullshit, right? But, like, you know, if you're a problem backstage, you know, either grow up and deal deal with it or don't do it. No one's forcing you to do it. You know how many girls would love to have her spot? And she's really good in the ring, too. I, I like her. I do. You know? But, like, there's a lot of girls that would love to have that spot. Of course. You know, look at Athena. Oh, uh, what's it? Ember Moon. They yeah. did her dirty. There's a lot of you people. know. She, I mean, you know, some of them deserved it. Some of them deserved getting the getting the axe. You know, but uh, there's a lot of them that that got released unnecessarily. Look, I'm sure. I'm sure if they would have done him a little bit better, treated him a little bit differently, and let's say Vince retired a year ago, uh, Cesaro would probably still be in the WWE. You guys, are, you guys are my WCW aficionados. I mean, I'm pretty good, but I don't think I'm as good as you and Tony. But, but how many guys did Bischoff have to deal with? And girl, you know what I'm saying? How many guys were were problems for Bischoff at one point? Even before the company got out of hand. Even before the company got out of hand, and it was and it was going downhill when they were at their height. Even at the beginning of of, of Bischoff's tenure, how many guys were a problem backstage? No, it was coming. Uh, and, yeah. and none of these guys had guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, getting released, like, out of nowhere, well, Tony Khan, not Tony Khan, uh, the other Khan guy. Nick Khan. Nick Khan. So that can still happen. If, if it's really money, like, cop. Okay, but, you, but remember, remember, there are two people in charge of this company now. It's not just him. Yeah, I'm aware of that. But if, if he was the architect of, of let's cut people so we right. can save money. He was, the, he was money. the architect of that while Vince was in charge. Mm-hmm. The only yeah, the only person that made decisions on their own and got away with it is Vince McMahon. No one else had a yes and no without somebody else's consent. Now Tone now no Nikon has to answer to Stephanie and they have to come Stephanie. to him. they have to agree when there's a major change like that, I I the, I think the era of the mass layoffs in WWE probably is 
th- that time probably has, is is over with, and I don't think people are going to be. There's not going to be this, you know, the quote unquote spring cleanup post WrestleMania that always happens. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. You're going to have people get released here and there that maybe they are just flat out dead weight, and that's that's understandable. If you got somebody that you know you they, they're just not they're not good. You only use them once in a blue moon to wrestle on WWE main event. You know, you're you're wasting their time, they're wasting yours, and they don't improve. Well, make, yeah, you know, stuff like that. That, that that makes that makes sense to release them. But let's say they were to pick up the phone tomorrow and say, Okay, in this batch of releases we've got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, Riddle, uh, and uh, you know, Dominic Mysterio. Something like that. Just to throw out four names. People would be like, what the hell? Why would they release them? But if they came out and they just said, you know, Kevin Owens and WWE have parted ways, it's maybe because at that point, they couldn't come to a mutual understanding on a new deal or something like that. But a blanket release, I don't think it's going to happen anymore like that. I I find it very, very, very uh, unlikely that we're going to see the mass layoffs of the 17, 20 names that they do. It, might, it may happen in NXT, but... Um, but it's a slow burn, man. Yeah. I'm excited. I am, I am excited. Too. You know, I still go. I'm, at, I'm going to a show next month for my birthday. I just found out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I got, but, like, I'm excited, though, man, because, you know what? At the end of the day, like Surface said, change is needed, and it was due. it's going to... And you know what? This may even lay a blueprint out again with how Vince did. Maybe Stephanie and Triple H do something historic in terms of how they how they handle uh, the the progression of the industry, or, or how or how they sign town, how they book town, how they promote shows now. Maybe, maybe you don't know. Like you don't know what's going to happen, or maybe I, it stays stagnant. I think that for a bunch of years. I think you know? now there's going to be the. Um, what we never saw in WWE before, and that was the interpromotional, um, you know, events, co-promoted events. Like I, I don't see why WWE at this point would not get a working relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling, or All Japan Pro Wrestling, or All Japan, all the, all, or, all the or women, all the Joshi federations back. Yeah, in Japan, exactly, or or the Mexican, or England with progress and 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 Rev Pro and or and, and all these and the UK had a insane wrestling uh, community right now. Right, it's insane over there. Yeah. I'm not saying all the town is great, but like they they got good stuff going on, but like not, but they have a great community of people there. Yeah, and it's not you know, and it's definitely. not it's not going to happen tomorrow, but no. uh, it doesn't it doesn't escape me now at this point that the chance of a WWE AEW co-promoted event is now a possibility. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in a year. It's not going to happen in two years. But in five years, anything's possible. What, what I like about what's got, what's happening uh, in this situation is that Triple H and Stephanie listen to the audience. 
which is something yeah, Vince right. said he did, but wasn't doing. Triple H more, and Triple H respects the old school. Yes, he does. He re- he respects the lineage. He brought Bruno back. He brought Bruno San Martino back. You know mm-hmm. how important that was? Yep. For a generation before us? Yep. He brought the Ultimate Warrior back. You know how important that was for our generation? All before they died, yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He he, he put people in, in, in these spots that wouldn't get the spots any other way. Yep. Okay? He respects the lineage. He respects the old school. And that, and that for me, Is as that- a person who, who does a Nostalgia Wrestling Podcast, I couldn't ask for a better advocate for our generation of wrestling than Triple H. I, um... Yeah. I, I just... I, I want to see... I want to see the, 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 the old school history and, and respect to wrestling be brought back. We can modernize it, but we, I, we need to go back to some of, some of the basics. And, uh, well, next, uh, next year's Hall of Fame might be very interesting. I think have it would, you guys, have you guys watched any of the NWA recently the last no, year or two? No, but I know what's going on. It's very old school. I just take a, take a, take a 30 minute siesta. And and watch their weekly show on YouTube, and it's got a Crocker feel to it. They they do all they do all the studio stuff. They have like the and the announcers wear the, the the blazers and you know just like Crockett did it. And Billy Corgan has that mentality. He ain't got the backing and the clout that Triple H has, um, because that Smashing Pumpkins money ain't getting you much anymore, you know. But <laughs> but it's it's the same thing like. He respects the old school, and he's got a he's got a modern f- twist on it. And not all the guys are, are are great, but they're solid. And he's bringing people in from other promotions as well. So everybody else is playing nice in the sandbox. Now they can, you know, you can do that and 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 make it, um, yeah, respectable. Respectable is I guess the word I want to use. You know, right, right. make it viable, make it make it uh, appealing enough that a fan, even the casual fan, you know what I'm saying? Like the one that the the guy who gets together with his buddies every couple every couple of months, he gets the Summer Slams and the WrestleMania on pay per view. Maybe get some of those guys and girls back. You know, and, and you know what? I think a, a lot of thing, uh, something else that could happen would be um, when Vince does something. Regardless of what it is, Vince does it over the top. And that is not necessarily a good thing. Um, when Vince pulled the trigger on doing the Attitude Era, Vince decided, I'm going to go all the way. And he did. And that's why, you know, during the Attitude Era, you know, there's too much sex in wrestling. There's too much this in wrestling. There's, you know, Because Vince was pushing the envelope. He likes to push the envelope. I think with Triple H and Stephanie, I have a feeling they will be able to skirt the line of it being too much without it being too much. Like, they can keep it within check and give it that Attitude Era vibe. We don't want it the Attitude Era. Let me, let me, let me make that very clear. But give it the vibe that the Attitude Era had 
and um, and really make so, you know whatever this next era of wrestling. I mean, I for I can't believe we're about to enter the McMahon Helmsley era again, but um, uh, they have a real chance of really making this like something special. And I I I, I think um, we've got some. We've, when we were last on the air a month ago, and we and the whole story about Vince stepping down broke, we. I said then that we're entering some interesting times. I didn't think that four weeks later, you know, things would speed up that quick. You know, and here we are. It's July 24th, and we have a, like I said, a Vince McMahon-less wrestling world. That is freaky to say. It's very freaky to say. I hope Vince shows up Monday night on Raw. I will say that. I will say that. <clears throat> now, on to another person that's making headlines. Did anybody watch Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett jump Ric Flair? Yes. That is ridiculous. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. You didn't see it, Surfer? No, is it on YouTube? It is on YouTube. It's definitely on YouTube. Tony, have you seen it? Do we lose Tony? Mute. Do no, we lose Tony? I'm here. My bad. My bad, y'all. Oh, what, what was the question? Um, did you see the the it, Ric Flair, uh, the Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett jumping? No, I, I, I saw some about it. Oh my God! Shit. So. Let me let me let me bring everybody up to speed here. They so they actually jumped him. So they jumped like, him yeah. a la the horseman jumping dust in the parking lot. <laughs> so so let so let me so this big build up for Ric Flair's last match has been going on now for a while. They're really going all out with this, right? They put this right. part one together, showing his um, you know, his his saga of what he's gone through in his life. The trials and the tribulations of, you know, the issues he had with WCW, the death of his son Reed, the divorces, his health issues, everything. That was part one. Okay, it was about 25 minutes. Part two is released and then starts the training of his having his last match. Okay? And his trainer is Jay Lethal. So, they've been training and, you know, it... it at first, it seemed like Rick, you know, was having a good time and whatever. So we get about halfway into the video, and Jay Lethal says, "Rick, I want to be on this card for this event that happens next Sunday, the thirty-first. And now, after, after seeing after seeing this, I'm 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 toying with the idea of purchasing the event." Because no. they they moved it from, <laughs> I, I, I just morbid curiosity has gotten me, because they moved. Double A, you, you don't have to pay for it. I I, I got you. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, don't give Conrad your money, man. No, 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 no. So 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 this is what happened. The the event the event was at the um was at the fairgrounds. Okay, where T, where TNA used to hold their pay per views. 
but they, yeah, they sold out the building and they decided, you know what, we can make more money. And so they moved it to the Nashville Municipal Auditorium where they sold 7,000 tickets. That's where, you know, there's been right. a couple of starcades and things like that yeah. uh, for WCW. And, but, double, I don't mean to cut you off, but what, 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 I, don't know, I don't know if you know this also, but uh, Conrad is got Jim Crockett involved. Of course. I knew that and part. Now, yes. and, and he revived, and, and, and now it's under a Jim Crockett promotion. Yeah, it's under Jim Crockett promotions. So Bill Conrad mm-hmm. backing it. Yes, yeah, because he owns the name, up. apparently. He owns the name Jim Crockett promotions. JCP, yeah. So Conrad is you know trying to get money out of this every which way possible. So slowly, you know, over the course of the last couple of weeks, they've been building this card, right? And there's a lot of um, matches happening from uh, content- from people from different promotions. There's a couple of matches from Impact Wrestling. I believe there's going to be a couple of matches featuring New Japan Pro Wrestling people. There's going to be some matches from from Mexico. Either yeah, might the, the, the card is it's it's pretty decent. So yeah. the two there's two main events on this card, and both are tag team matches. The first tag team match is the Rock and Roll Express versus the Four Horsemen. Now, when before you jump on me and say the Four Horsemen, they will be facing representing the Four Horsemen. Yeah, it's not Kendall. Exactly, it's not Kendall Windham. They will be facing Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Will be facing Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr. Brock Anderson is awful, by the way. I can imagine. Brock Anderson. So, so the, the sons will be representing. I, I know he, he tries, but you know what? Not everybody's meant for this. But whatever. You're right. He was put. He's now being put in a horseman-like position. Yes, he is. Uh, so you can definitely tell what's going on here. But anyway, so the the Rock and Roll Express will be facing what is going to be the Four Horsemen. Because Arn Anderson and, uh, well, Arn Anderson will be at ringside because, you know, we know where Brian Pillman is. <clears throat> so, the main event of this card had not been re- announced. We just knew that Ric Flair was going to wrestle in the main event. It got revealed at 6.05 right before, the day yeah. before Ric Flair. Yeah, so yep. they go, they have this press conference. And, no, before the press conference... By the way, this is all filmed. Jay Lethal goes up to Rick. Rick, man, I've loved training you and all this. It's been great. But can I have a spot on this card? This card is huge. I, I want to I wanna wrestle. And if I can't, can I wrestle you? <laughs> Rick says, Jay, I love you. It's not up to me. It's not no. He didn't even say that. He goes, Jay, I love well, he, you. He, on the radio show, he did. Oh, on the radio, on the radio show, show, but on the video, he no. On the video, oh, he no. goes, Jay, I love you, but this is a huge event, and you're just not a big event person, or something yep. to that effect. And Jay was yeah, like, "Yeah, you right." Jay was like, "What?" <laughs> and Ray's like, "I'm sorry, man, it, but that's just the reality. Of this is this is this this card has to have A plus players, and you're just not an A plus performer." Unfortunately, but Brock Anderson is though. But Brock Anderson is, so uh, so Jay took it in stride. It was like, okay, yeah, I understand. No problem, no problem. I love you, man. He gave him a hug and whatever. And then off camera, which you know wasn't off camera, Jay blows a gasket. Fast forward to the press conference. 
And for some reason, Jeff Jarrett's at this press conference, right? Because it's in Nashville and whatever. Anyways, Rick starts throwing shade at Jeff Jarrett and throws a couple of tickets to Jeff's way, like playing a rib on him, jokingly. The, 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 the press conference is over and the cameras are still rolling, but they're following Ric Flair and David Crockett walking through the parking lot. <laughs> Jay Lethal confronts Ric Flair, tells him everything, and then Rick starts, you know, telling him different things, and and they get into it, and then Jay starts beating the hell out of Ric Flair. Here comes Jeff Jarrett walking back with Karen. Jay, what are you doing? Leave him alone. Stop, 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 whatever. He tries to break it up, right? Eventually, Rick, who who got busted open in the process... And David Crockett, like, like an idiot, in the My background golly. is in the background. David is screaming, "Not the hard way! Not the hard way!" <sighs> Whatever. Anyways, so Jeff tries to help up Ric Flair, and Ric Flair, I hated your father. I hate you. Leave me the hell alone. Type thing to Jeff Jarrett. He pissed Jarrett up enough, pissed him off enough that. Jeff Jarrett started beating the hell out of Ric Flair. So now both G. Lethal and Ric Flair are beating the hell out of uh, out of Ric Flair in the parking lot. Ric Karen Flair. Jarrett is holding David Crockett back. And uh, and they just left him in a bloody heap. And then the, the, the video ends with this isn't this is a this has now gotten personal. And I know who I'm gonna this is Flair talking. I know who I'm gonna get to be my tag team partner against you and Jeff Jarrett. This is, I'm getting family. This is family now. And then they were announced that it's Andrade that's going to team with Ric Flair to face Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett next Sunday in Nashville. This is so absurd and so ridiculous. And that video was so over the top. Okay? I should play the audio of it because it... The audio speaks volumes, but it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. Phil, I don't know what you feel about it, what you thought about it. <laughs> we talked about it on Friday, and Jay, 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 that's the first thing Jay brought up, and he said, well, what do you, how do you feel? And I say, the only thing that's saving this is that it's a tag team match. Because originally... From yeah, what it was from what they were hinting at, it was supposed to be a singles match. It, they originally wanted Ricky Steamboat. Thank God, Ricky Steamboat said no. Yeah, there were talks of Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton said no because he's doing a retirement. He's doing a retirement tour with Robert. They, 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 that's like their last run, allegedly. Right, and he's grooming his kid Thank now. God, um, right. So now this, yeah, my, I'm more pissed off at Conrad because he's, well, he's, I still I hate with Conrad from from. Three years ago, he wanted me to give him two hundred dollars for fucking for a podcast. But, but he's just squeezing I, these people, yeah. man. He's just an asshole, and I'll tell you what he he's got the he's got Flair selling a package deal of all the events next weekend. Mm-hmm. This coming weekend, I'm sorry. And if you want to see him get, you want to see Flair get roasted. You want to yeah. see the Starcast stuff. Yeah. You want to see, and then you want to see this card. It's going to cost you $200. Yeah. Okay? 
$200 for a package of pay-per-views. When you like, can watch SummerSlam for 10 bucks, uh, right. if, you, if you don't have mm-hmm. Peacock. Right. But, it did, but it's... It, and is Flair really going to retire? That was my question. Like, you know, is he going to pull Terry Funk and come back four more times? I don't know. It depends on how good the match is, I guess. Because if you listen to Flair's radio show, he'll he'll tell you that he's doing well. That his cameo, he, he, he's paying his mortgage off his cameos alone now. He, and that, he's making bank, I know that. And, right. And he's got a condo, he's got a townhouse apparently in, in Florida. And you know he's his alimony's all paid off. He can't. He can't. He can't save any money, can he? Right. He can't because he, he's still Ric Flair at seventy six years old. So so, so 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 let me play some of this audio. This is this is I'm going to pick it up from the press conference where he starts showing throwing shade at Jeff Jarrett. Celebration. Here's a uh, two tickets for Jeff and his dad front row. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, nothing's gonna happen. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I just moving back. I, I get it. He was gonna play a rib on him. He doesn't carry tickets around. He's gonna play a rib yeah. on me. I guarantee yeah. it. No, I get I'm it. Not. No, I'm not. We're gonna hey, play. <laughs> so, do we want to keep going? No, we're gonna end it. No, we're gonna end it. All right. All right. Looking forward to starting. Hey, there he is. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Great press conference. Hey, we even had the mayor's office out here, and I couldn't even get an invite. I had to fly myself out here. You really gonna make me? Hey, what? No, no, no. Shut up. On a serious note, I can't tell you how badly I feel used. You used me. All this time, you used me. I just wanted a little bit, a little nugget. I couldn't even get on the show. That's I, that's disrespectful, and you know it. Could you put yourself in my shoes? Don't turn around. Don't touch me again. See, this, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, that's I, what I'm talking about. I talked about. to guys, thank you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know what? Yeah. About I, time this yeah. happens. Oh, oh, God, I'm not, my surgery was... Hey, oh, come on. Hey, 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 with all due respect, come with on. all due respect, Crockett, this has nothing to do with you. He's had this... No. Oh. No. Hey. Yeah. Somebody. Hey. Hey, get the hell off me. Hey, Jake, get your hands off me. Are you kidding me? Come on. Are you kidding me? Jake, Jake, hey, I'll help him out. Hey, I'll help him out. You used me. Jay, stop it. All right, all right, all right. You know what? Jay, stop hey, it. I, I got, I got, I got hot. That's my fault. Oh, oh my fault. I'll help, I'll help you get him out. Jay, just stop. The man is my idol, okay? Jay, I'll help you get him out. I'm telling you, quit. That's enough. I can't believe you're defending that. Oh, boy. I can't believe you're defending him. After all, he's Jay, he's 70-something years old. <laughs> he don't act like it. He does not act like it. Get away from me. Yeah, you see? Right there. Let's calm down. You see? I said, f*** off, Jerry. Tired of you and your old man. Stop. Stop. Hey. Wait a minute. Come on. Come on. Jay, stop. God, man, get up, please. He hey, deserves this. Every stop. second of it. Stop. Every second of it. Jake, remember, right yeah. to the upset, stop. Help him up, Chuck. Yeah, good. No, I don't need nothing from you. No, don't. 
It's just ridiculous, man. It really is, and I, and I love Ric Flair. I really do, and I and but this is I don't know. But this is ridiculous. This is, yeah, I, it's always tough. It's always tough. And I have my son. My son texted me the other day. He goes, "The Starcast Five card is stacked, but Ric Flair is going to shoot die in the ring." <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man. Come on, man. I, but but going back that Rick does this, the the car that he was getting into. It still had the um, the uh, the paper decal, the paper. I'm assuming it's his car. The paper tag. The paper tag. It was a, a Bentley SUV. This man don't know how to slow down one bit, man. Oh my god! Little Rick Rick Flair Flair riding around in a, ben- in a Bentley SUV. SUV for no. There's no reason a man of that age should have a Bentley SUV. No, at all. Only, only Rick Flair. Let me see how much it costs. A 2022 Bentley Bentayga 
But you know, I'm watching. I'm just. I'm obsessed with with the uh, '80s Crockett. You you guys all know this, and I right. I watch all that stuff constantly just to get myself, even just to get in the mood for the show on Fridays. And I'm just you watch this stuff, and you see him now, like still trying to think it's 1985. It's like it's it's not. Hey, man. He's okay. You, he's almost delusional with Cornette. Yeah, he is. Oh, about no, Cornette. Cornette's ba- is 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 still grounded in reality. You talking about a man that spent spent more money on spit looker from one part to the next? The Bud Hill man in a year. Yeah, you're talking to, you're talking to <laughs> Rolex wearing. That's right. But he still thinks. Listen, living the gimmick, man. Like you, uh, you said, know, but, he, but Tony, even Dusty, even Dusty parked it, curved the gimmick, you know, and he and he still worked in the business. He was behind. Mm-hmm. He helped Triple H build NXT from Florida Championship Wrestling. Like even the, all those guys parked their egos at the door, man. It's like you know, uh, at wait. one point, at one point, what do, when do you stop living the gimmick? The gimmick almost killed him. Hey man, he's probably gonna go with. He yeah. won out on his own time. I guess so. It's like it's like Vince did. I mean, Vince, at least Vince walked mm-hmm. out. But I, you know, Vince has nothing else to do now. Rick can't. Uh, I don't know, man. This is this is. Yeah, my my son's convinced Rick's going to die in a ring. I He's hope convinced. Not. I hope. I hope not. not. We, I mean, we hope not. I don't want to come on. Son. I really don't want to come on the air next Sunday and do a tribute show. Oh so. no, that that's not. That's that's not gonna be one episode. It's gonna be several episodes. Of I know, but you know what I mean. Though. There's too much. Yeah, there's too much history there. I just don't want. Listen, I just don't want this to be a thing where he comes out every time and every couple of years. You know, at eighty, and be like, all right, I'm gonna team up with uh, whatever brother Lloyd, son Lloyd has at the time. You know, <laughs> I just can't deal Jeez. with that shit. If he now, Conrad, now, now if Conrad gets in the ring, well, I, I might pay to watch. No, that. <laughs> no, Con- Conrad. Conrad is a is wannabe comedy promoter. That's yeah, what Ghetto Conrad yes, is. Who married the bo- who married the boss's daughter, basically is what he did. He's, he married he ma- he married into the, into he, the business. He's the Triple know? H of, of the Ric Flair show, you know, of the Ric Flair. He tried, he tried but at least Triple H is smart, man. Yeah. Conrad's Conrad right. stick to, just stick to real estate, man. Stick to real estate. That's mm-hmm. you know you But man, do you gonna charge these kids two hundred dollars? And and you know what the roast would be great if Half the guys are allowed to show up. A lot of the guys that would want to roast him can't. They're under contract somewhere. Or dead. You know? <laughs> or dead. Yeah, this is true. Because, I mean, look, Jim Cornette would have been perfect for that. But you think Jim Cornette's going? No. Cornette doesn't like leaving the house to drop off the mail at the post office. That's because Cornette, well, don't get me started with Cornette. I, no, I, no, I, no, I, but, but, but do you see my point? I, I <laughs> No, I see your point, he, but you know, I mean, he doesn't have to. That, no, that's his whole thing too. No, he doesn't like, have to. No, you know, it's got to be worth his while, and it's got to be paying him something because he's another guy who's still making cake, you know, off his off his gimmicks. And we talked about that a couple weeks. We, we actually we talked about that one of the last times you guys were on the air. 
yeah. about about uh, Jim Cornette and how he how he's making his money now. Supposedly, some you know? I, I don't know if it was uh, Lee or it may have been you, Phil, that said that Jim Hurd was going to be a part of this roast. And uh, uh, I think we, yeah, I think it was Lee, but I, I did read that. I, I read that as well. I don't listen. I I don't know. I don't. I just don't. I don't see it being that good. I want it to be though. I want that. To, that would be the, the highlight of the weekend of, you, of, of him getting roasted. I gotta tell you, Vince. You, oh so far, you don't have a job now. So, Vince, if you got any, if you don't have anything to do on Sunday, they could really use you in Nashville. You guys want to see good roasts? Go on YouTube and, and Google anything with Dean Martin or yeah, Sammy those, Davis those Jr. Are the great ones. Yeah. Those roasts are ridiculous, man. Don Rickles, they, they just tear each other apart. They you know, know what roast. That that was what that was roasted. When Comedy no, Central, when Comedy Central took it over, those you know, like the roasting uh, gimmick, because you yes. know they they do the New York Friars Club roast every year, but the first few years they were just broadcasting that event, and then Comedy Central decided they were going to do their own roast. When Comedy Central decided that, that's when the roast stopped being good. You know. You know, when you watch those old ones, the thing was, they all were friends, hung out, met each other in social events. They knew each other. I watched some of those Comedy Central ones, and you're wondering, like, why is this person being asked to roast yep. the person they roasted? There's no way they know them. That's right, because he was popular. He or she was popular at the time. That's why he did it. And that's, that's, a, that's a great point, Surfer. At least back in the day, they all worked with each other. They knew each other. And you know, and most of these people that did the roasting, they were actual comedians. I can't think of that. There's going to be too many people in the wrestling industry that are going to be funny enough. That kind of, I don't care who it is that they're roasting, it's going to be funny enough that uh, that uh, you know would warrant uh, an extended roast. You know, where they have to write material to make people. Well, just laugh. the story, but, but just the stories alone too. Like you could, you could definitely put jokes to that. You know. Yeah, but, um, but like, what are you going to do? Put Ole Anderson up there? I mean, uh, he well, he wants no part of any. No, of but you, but you see my point. Like, uh, they're going to get uh, people like. Uh, about the point you from hell. They'll, they'll get Jim Ross up there, and like Jim, you know, Jr. Uh, he well, Rick Flair's the reason why Jr. got fired from the WWE. Um, but uh, but it would be I'm trying to think Tony Schiavone would be one. But uh, I mean I don't want to pay I wouldn't want to pay money to hear a roast where David Crockett is up there telling jokes. Yeah, David Crockett being the heel pisses me off because he was the he was the, always the commentator that was like he was so biased towards the the, the heel wrestlers. And now he plays the heel. Now he's like Ric Flair's running buddy. He's like the new Mark Madden. It's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. It's like, ugh. It's just, you know. And that Carney Putz, Conrad. Uh, Conrad is, will go out there and say. Free. You want to you you pay $9 a month to listen to his, his, listen to his podcast with no commercial. I'd rather no cut commercial. myself. Yeah, I can, yeah uh, I'd rather cut myself. Who the hell does he think he is? Uh, Hulu or something? Not even Hulu uh, charges uh, uh, that much for commercial free. I think the discrepancy between the 
the tier with uh, with commercials and the tier without is what two dollars. Yep. Oh, yeah. Man. Hey man, Conrad got to make his money, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Stick to real estate. Hopefully, Stick to real estate, ho- homie. hopefully, also the era of that, you know, the abuse of the Conrads in the Outsiders of Wrestling will also end in this new Triple H, Stephanie McMahon era because they will try to keep everything in house. Meaning, if uh, if a legend, if a, if a WWE superstar retires they would be the ones that would dictate their future projects and give them the, you know, the documentaries, the podcasts, the this, the that, and make those available for people to, to watch or listen to, whether it's on Peacock or, or something else, you know? You That's another thing. I think, that policy of all, all that has to go through the WWE now. What was that? Like, like, we, like when people did their own thing of, Podcasting on Twitch and you know ran their own podcast separate from the WWE, and, and then they came and said, "Oh no, all they have to come." All that watch. that got scrubbed a few months ago. WWE lifted all that, and so oh, okay. they're allowed to go back on Twitch now and make money and then different things. Yeah, there was a lot of there was so much backlash. WWE had no alternative but to say, "Okay, you guys can do your thing outside." Yeah, it's just. You know, I, I I don't want no ill will towards Ric Flair. You know, and, I, and I'm not yeah, a big yeah, Jeff yeah. Jarrett guy, but everybody, I mean, all these guys can work, which will make it. You know, Flair's going to do a lot, which is which is great. But you know, it, it's just the way it was done, and 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 that audio just put it over the top. Oh. The video is even worse. I you mean, know? I, even though even though that Flair and David Crockett are the heel here. That's ridiculous. It, I find it, then, it, 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 it portrayed that Jarrett's the heel, and I find it funny that on Saturday night, Jeff Jarrett's supposed to be a face on pay-per-view, and then he's going to go across town and do another pay-per-view on Sunday and be the heel. The one, I'm not a big Jeff Jarrett guy, and I said this on, I said this on Friday to Jay, because Jay asked me, I said, I'm not a big Jeff Jarrett guy, I never was, but Jeff Jarrett is one of those guys that, no matter what situation he's been in the last 20 years, uh, professionally, um, he's always stayed relevant. Yeah, like you know, and he's even with the teenage stuff, and then him trying to branch off and do global wrestling that failed. But like he's always stayed active. He's always yep. been a, a constant voice of of positivity in wrestling. Yep. He's in Bullet Club for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like he's done a lot of stuff in the last ten years, right? Yep. But you know, ah. I just, I don't know, you know. I, he was on, uh, he was on podcast, he was on Conrad's podcast too. Well, like you always seen he so yeah. he tells uh, Jerry, you, you find yourself get, you always find yourself in in, in the middle of these things. Just like I, I was just trying to help him, you know, and you know, got in my face or whatever. But you know, it's like I just, it's not genuine no more, man. Like a lot of stuff that Flair did thirty years ago, forty years ago, felt organic. Yeah, this is, you know, like when he, was, when he slaps Ricky Morton in the face with a train bra and then smashes it on the concrete. That was go for me. That was organic at, as 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 an eleven year old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and as a twenty two year old, when he came out and he stripped on nitro and <laughs> threw his shoes in the crowd, and threatened to yell. He just you know rifled a Gucci like, shoe. 
a lot of stuff he did felt organic because he built the gimmick, you know, and it's like it, it, it felt real. Now it just felt feels like he's trying to force something on down on throats that he that he was doing thirty or forty years. Yeah, ago. but who's forcing it? Is it Rick or Conrad? It's Conrad. I don't know. Like at this I don't point, think it's Rick. No. I don't think it's Rick because look, one of the things that was said in that video, Rick, are you doing this for money? Or no, they asked Tommy Young because they go, Tommy, why do you think Rick is doing this? And Tommy was like, I don't want to say. I th- I know what it what the reason is, but I don't want to say. And then like the music stops, and you hear the people in the, the like the producers in the background say, "It's not for money, Tommy." And Tommy's like, "It's not for money." Oh well, then I don't know what it, what he's doing it for. Like, I I'm sure he's doing it for money, but it, it has to be. Conrad is the one that probably instigated all this and probably said, you know, if you're we can make a lot of money off we, this. We can make a lot of money off this, and you know, you could pay off all your debts. You know, despite what we're finding out, you know, you could really make some scratch and put some put some coin away. And you, you know, hope I'll, you, I'll give you. Pace doesn't. I'll give you. Pace doesn't go off. Exactly. I'll give you. Uh, you know, five percent of the gate, and I'll just pocket the rest. I'll do a Vern Gagne and, and stiff everybody at the end of the day. And, and, yeah. You know. And then, you know, we'll have these people on a documentary saying it's been 20 years and I still haven't been paid. And by the way, that's one of my favorite WWE documentaries about the AWA because they talked about how Jerry Lawler never got paid for Super Clash 3 because Vern put all the money in his pocket and walked away. And he's yeah. Still, so, anyways. Um, so... I have a feeling it's going to be a situation like that. I'll give you 5% of the gate. Oh, 5%. Oh, man. Let's move this to the municipal auditorium then and get more people. More tickets. And, and for the. F- Sorry. Yeah, I'm sure no. Y'all talking about people not getting paid. They still. Peter Parker never got paid for that wrestling match he did 60 years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> Of course, you have to take this to go that route. Go ahead, no, 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 the, oh, that's funny. The, you know, and for the fans that were talking about, well, uh, you know, Luke Thurs did it and Terry Funk did it. Yeah, you know what? They, no, they Luke, also... You know they, what? They, they were also attractions. They weren't main eventing a, 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 a wrestling card in 2022. That and they... They, they did attraction. And they wrestled regularly without health issues. Yeah, Lou says wrestled like into his into his seventies, I into believe, his 70s, because yeah. he because he could. I believe his last match he was seventy seven. Yeah, and I think he fought like a Nokia or something like that. Yeah. He fought somebody from Japan, and even still, that was it was wasn't amazing, but it was he was still doing it at that point. You know what I'm saying? And this is not a knock on Flair, but. It just doesn't feel organic, you I know. It doesn't. It feel yeah. It doesn't feel like I want to spend two hundred hours on uh, a Conrad produced, uh, quote unquote, retirement match. His his Luthez's last match was on December twenty sixth, nineteen ninety, in Hami, Hamimatsu, Japan, against his protege, Masa, my hero, Masahiro Chono. Chono. Yeah, yeah, so, that makes sense. Anyways, um. And he was seventy-four years old. Thank you. But, I knew uh, in Japan. I thought, I, I thought it was a Noki. Was but I, but but I was, still, was, you know, he was seventy-four. But he had wrestled regularly up until that point. 
he was still wrestling like a funsies. Like he wasn't like trying to main event a card or make money. He just wanted to just hip toss some kids around exactly. for funsies. Because his wife probably told him out of house something. No, Flair wants to main event a goddamn pay per view. Flair, Flair wants Flair wants to live nineteen eighty. He wants to. You know, he still thinks Buddy Landell is trying to imitate him. You know, it's like, it's, it's and, not and happening. Buddy man. died, what, 20 or 10 years ago? But no, Ric yeah. Flair, I'm trying to think, when was the last, what was the last pay-per-view Ric Flair main evented? Holy shit, main evented? I, I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. It's got to be a, 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 a very early NWO pay-per-view, right? Was it like I think I know. Tony C, do you know what it is off the top of your head? Tony should know this. Let him unmute himself. Or, unless the brain is there. I think I know what it is. The last pay-per-view Ric Flair main evented, if I'm not mistaken, was Spring Stampede 1999. <laughs> And the, it was a it was a fatal four way match for the world heavyweight title. It was Flair, Sting, um, Hulk Hogan, no Hulk no. Hogan, and Diamond Dallas Page, and that's where DDP won the title. Wait, so his retirement match wasn't the main event? No, his main event was like his his last match was like the uh, the. I don't remember. It was like the, the... He fought for his retirement against Vader, I believe, that in, like, 93 when he yeah, came back. Yeah, but that was 93. That was Slamboree. No, but he main evented... He, his last main event pay-per-view match was... 99. Shit. Now, he he's main evented Raw and things like that, but... That doesn't count. That doesn't no. count. I believe his last main event on Raw, though, may have may have been in like 2003 or 2004. But, um, but oh my God, um, yeah, I guess he just wants to be in the main event one more time, and we'll see. He'll get a new he'll get a new robe, and um, you no, know, he already got a new robe. He oh, said it. Oh, he, I didn't see. I don't listen to his show, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, he probably yeah. spent a fortune on that. Yeah. Your, your I don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh I'll be God. embarrassed to wear it. This I've been saying to wear it. I've been saying to wear it, right? I've been saying to wear it. And uh, while, while we're on the subject of uh, world champions and defending their title, uh, apparently CM Punk has a shattered foot. So the current uh, AEW world champion will be out a lot longer than we first thought. Oh, well, shouldn't he vacate the title now? Yeah, Matt wanted me to vacate my hosting responsibilities because it had been know. 30 days since I had last did a show. You know, hey, man, you got to call high price attorney. Jesus. They have a, uh, an interim champion, which I've never heard of. the hell that is. I mean, Shawn Michaels, I mean, he had to give up the IC title. And then Razor wanted. <laughs> he just went and got his own goddamn belt and walked around and said he's the IC champ. Um, I think the last time the WWE had two champions was when Punk won and, and ran out the building. And then uh, didn't they? Uh, 11, almost 
Over 11 years ago, sir. Yep. And then, then what? Tina won, won the belt again, and then they had to combine them once he came back? Yep. And Alberto Del Rio ended up <laughs> walking out with the belt. Yep. <laughs> so it made no sense. So, um... And, and throwing up the so let me let me let me read this real quick because this this uh, just came out uh, from PW Torch. This is from their podcast. Wade Keller talked about um, Stephanie McMahon's role now going forward. Um, this is this is what he said because this is also talking about Shane McMahon and where he sits in the in all of this. I'm oh, told man, I'm told Stephanie definitely has ideas. This job she's coveted since she was barely a teenager, maybe a preteen. I've told the story quite a bit over the years about Stephanie and Jerry Jarrett told me the story on record that he was having dinner with the McMahons and either he or someone at the table said, Shane, you know, someday you're going to be running the company like your dad. And Stephanie was years younger than Shane, established her alpha attitude. She jumped in and said, uh, daddy's little girl is going to be one, the one running the show someday, not Shane. That rivalry has been there since the the, div- the divide between those two, I'm told, is still there, and there's no reconciliation or power sibling team expected. It's like, you know, the siblings hang out, they yell, they battle, they double-cross each other, but they hang out, and they talk. And the impression I'm getting is that it's not happening with Shane and Stephanie. So, by the way, don't expect Shane to enter the picture here unless he just, you know, goes rogue and just shows up at a show. Uh, then Wade Keller also said that he, uh, in regards to Paul Heyman, he ran ECW, he revolutionized the wrestling industry. Without him, there is no attitude era, I don't think. And then he has worked with WWE and he butted head with Stephanie McMahon. As I've been told in recent months, it seems to people that they, that, that have seen them, that Heyman and Stephanie get along. You know, like generally, like there's a chemistry and dynamic between them that's very positive and very different than, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So Heyman is someone to watch. He's really, really smart and he's a wrestling guy. So there you go. So we have to keep an eye on what's going to happen here in the future. So, um, so yeah, and, um, and who knows? They may uh, they may bring up Nikita Lyons uh, to the main roster. Just saying. I'm just saying. Um, that would be nice if they did. Oh boy, so much going on, man. That big, she's she's tasty. So the plan here now is that we will return to the air six days from tonight on Saturday, July thirtieth. And we will uh, be here for a post-show after SummerSlam uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Hopefully, the pay-per-view goes off the air at 11 o'clock like it's supposed to. We'll get some juicy controversy we can talk about. Yeah, and yeah, and it just it no, just isn't going to happen. Well, no, we'll no, see. No. I, I, at least we can at least discuss what happened if, at SummerSlam. If all... In theory, lead that goddamn building. It ain't gonna happen. Titles. I'm throwing my headset, everything. It ain't gonna happen. And, and, I like and Austin Theory, but it's not gonna happen. 
because and and the only thing need to happen is Roman Reigns gonna retain and then that's that. Then you go home. And he gonna beat Drew McIntyre ass next week over there uh next month. Wherever that pay-per-view uh, in Scotland. That's nothing uh, set in stone, by the way. That's nothing that that could change. You know? What, he could fight Sheamus? Oh my god. No, that's no. Weird. My point is no. Like what I'm saying is is that they uh um, they know that they probably are you know, set up the pay per view around Drew McIntyre wrestling in the main event. But now that Vince isn't there, that may not happen. Oh, Roman may face up someone else. Yeah. Okay. So, so okay, Double A. Here's my last question to you: With Vince being gone, WrestleMania Hollywood is next year, right? Correct. Is it still gonna be? Well, should be Cody versus Roman. Um, as the money match for the main event. I think so. It would make the most sense. I'm agree. I'm I'm in total agreement with it. But do you think they would change that? Um, it all depends if Cody can get cleared right now. If they can't, uh, they gotta. They need to have a backup plan. And I, to tell you the truth, I don't want to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Well, listen, I don't know why anybody's putting their Money on that bet. Even though The Rock may want to wrestle, the man's too damn busy. And got too much money at stake. Too much. So, it doesn't, who, doesn't matter. who would be your backup, Double A? If, it, if, if it's, it's not if Cody? Cody, can't get cleared. I know who mine would be. Who? Bobby Lashley. With Bobby winning. I don't know if I'd have. I don't know about the main event at WrestleMania. Bobby Lashley was the only credible champion of the only credible guy of the badass besides a Cody or Roman. You gotta put if you want those titles with credibility. I don't know. I, don't know. I gotta think about that one. I like Bobby, but I gotta think about that. You gotta go, Bobby. Cause if okay, the only reason I'm saying Bobby because you had to beat Brock, and it's only two guys in that. Well, three include Seth Rollins that's on the roster right now that beat Brock. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta have the two guys that you know the last two guys to beat Brock. Yeah. Well. Well, we have to worry about almost getting the third shot. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Well you, well, you never know, man. Well, no, he was Vince. You right? Because with Vince, there, he was on his way. He was on his way. He was on his way. I he was coming. <laughs> he was coming. I'd rather see him bring it over. I gotta tell me, Phil. Did you fall asleep? Phil fell out. Phil Just tapped out. Quick. Phil tapped out because he's got to go to Tap work out. in the morning. Look at that. Poor, poor bastard. <laughs> Phil. Yeah. <laughs> he gone. Beep, beep, beep. He gone, Bob. 911, Phil. <laughs> oh, man. 
It had to happen on the 50th anniversary show. Something like this had to happen. A real gem. Phil? Well, you go. Well, we're, we're, we're gonna, on that note, we're going to say Betty. We're going to say good night. <laughs> Anyways, um, again, thank you to everybody for being a part of the show over the last uh, fifteen years. We're going to be back next Saturday at the conclusion of SummerSlam, and uh, and yeah, and then we will see what happens in in this Vince McMahonless wrestling world that we currently live in. Because it's definitely a, you woke up. <laughs> you woke up, Phil. Oh me, yeah. Sorry, it's all right. It's okay. I know it's late, and I know you got to get up early tomorrow. Oh, all right. So, with that said, for everybody in the chat room and everybody listening live, I promise this will be up for download along with all the week's shows, and uh, and we'll see everybody Saturday night. At the conclusion of SummerSlam. For Tony C, for Phil, for Surfer, I'm Double A. Have a good night, everybody. Wrestling has more than one royal family.